0: Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 52 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, video games. Oh my god. It all comes down to this. (laughs) The whole year has been leading up to this. This is our Game of the Year nominee discussion episode. It is all we're going to be doing. No email, no what we've been playing, no main topic, no trivia, just Game of the Year discussion joining me this hello. week is andrew hello derek hello and t hello we are ready to discuss I, I was mentioning this to allison earlier it's weird because we started the podcast the first week of january 2020 so it's like we're at the end of 2020 obviously this is the last episode that we're going to do for this year and it's surreal because it's been an entire full year, and my mind has been thinking about games that we've been we played in April and February, and you know throughout the whole year. And then after this, and the voting and the actual winners are announced, then a lot of these games are going to be forgotten and moved on from. You know, even some of the ones will
1: be immortalized within our ecosystem of our 2020 games.
0: Oh absolutely.
2: I, I, I already like forget about half the games that I've played <laughs> this year. It's, but it's like
0: <laughs> throughout the whole year I've been saying, oh well we'll talk about that at game of the year. Or I want to keep this in mind for game of the year and I want to do this for game of the years. as I don't know. It's just it's all been about this. And I'm just so excited to actually get into it. Yeah. Uh all right. So here's how this is going to go down. I have a list of all of the categories here. Uh, we're going to go kind of in a backwards order. Obviously, I think we should do Game of the Year last because if we because mm-hmm. we would have hit a lot of the things about some a lot of the games we're going to want to talk about for the Game of the Year itself along the way. So it makes sense to work backwards from uh, the, the least important to probably the most important. So, yeah, we're just going to go one at a time. We're all going to say our thoughts, put games out there, discuss. We'll narrow it down. Each category is going to have five nominees, and then the four of us will all vote separately, and um, we'll tally up the votes and see who the winner is. But I guess we'll just get right into this. And uh, the first two categories we're gonna do are Game Shark specific categories that you won't find at any other outlet. Uh, we're gonna start off with best <laughs> backlog game, and this one we don't even really have a lot of discussion to do because we we've been keeping track of the backlog games. Since uh, since we've started playing Tikon, you actually, or since we started doing the podcast, Tikon, you haven't been a part of uh, the the backlog at all. Um, I have not, no. But I think this one's pretty straightforward. I think we can kind of just take the games, the five games that we liked the most out of the seven that we played, and put them up, or at uh,
1: least that scored the highest. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: that makes. Sense the, the highest aggregate. So the lowest two would be the Messenger and Super Mario RPG.
1: Yeah. So then that leaves the other five.
0: Yeah. Which is <laughs> yeah. This is like I said. This one was going to be very that straightforward. There's already numbers assigned to this, so there's no real discussion to have. And I feel like just speak, like, uh, let's see. Four of those games are four. We gave collectively a four and one of them we gave a five that would be earthbound super metroid castlevania symphony of the night outer wilds and control so i think those those can easily be the nominations for this category and again this is something only us we're gonna do and it's kind of like a little fun thing for us to kind of look back and see what the best what our favorite game that we played uh and based on our scores it Might be obvious what the answer is going to be, but it'll still be fun to vote and kind of see how things shake out. So um, those will be the five nominees. I'll say them one more time. Earthbound, Super Metroid, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, Outer Wilds, and Control. All right. So that was easy. Move on to the next one. We have Best Use of a Shark in a Game. (laughs) All right. So
1: we this gotta... one, yeah, this one kind of writes itself because there aren't a lot of games that have sharks in them. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, so we actually have a list here of ones and it, it looks like it's exactly five from what we could tell. Uh, if, and unless anyone yeah, has any other no, ones. I'd, so we'll try
1: to do some digging and these are the only ones that I could find.
0: So uh, probably the most obvious one is and again, this I'll read the, the tagline for each. Um, category, so we have a good sense of exactly what we're looking for. The game with the most creative or relevant inclusion of a shark in some aspect of its design. Um, Alright, let's start with the obvious one, Maneater. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, uh, fun fact, Maneater is coming to PS Plus for free yep. starting next month. And oh, yeah, I just, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And
1: so I just we're logged on to my PlayStation 5 uh, an hour ago, and I got a little notification that said hey we noticed that you bought this like last month so we're refunding it
0: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Which is really really cool yeah that's, that's
1: super awesome. sweet that's cool yeah i'm glad i uh got my money back for that game
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh andrew you're the only one of us who played man eater so yeah. tell us like why why should we vote for man eater if, if you um, think we should at all
3: well
1: i mean based on the description of our category you play as a fucking shark <laughs> so like
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair
1: you know gameplay mechanics aside you are you are a shark and the entire game revolves around being a shark and like kind of evolving your shark abilities <laughs> so in that way it's kind of you know it it basically is the is this category yeah like this this category was probably conceptualized with this game in mind. Um,
0: yeah, that makes sense to so. me. Um, uh, we have Crash Four in here. I think you were also the only one to play Crash Four, Andrew. Probably.
4: Yeah, I still have not gotten around to it. I'm very disappointed that I keep forgetting about it.
2: <laughs>
1: Same. Yeah. But it's, I, I will eventually. What is? Yeah. So the sharks in Crash Four are
0: only platforming obstacles. Okay. That's pretty average. Nothing yeah nothing crazy there. What about Hyrule Warriors? Are you talking about Sidon?
1: I well, am talking
0: about Sidon. He's not a shark, he's a Zora.
1: <laughs> he is not a shark. However, when he's doing animations, the water forms a shark in some of the moves. Ah. Uh,
0: okay. And uh. that was about that was
1: about uh it's not the biggest stretch on this list.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, to explain Yakuza to me, like a so, dragon. I was
1: playing Yakuza, and there's a moment in the story where you're like, you're going undercover, and there's like, for like a shipping company, and you're exporting like dried shark fins or something.
0: <laughs> that is the biggest stretch.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then there's also a baseball team in Yakuza called the Sharks.
0: All right, that's a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, All right, our last nominee here is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I honestly, I think this is a strong contender just because that game is filled with mundane, boring tasks and, and the fishing is very simplistic and boring and you catch bass and trout and like really simple fish. But every once in a rare while, your little Animal Crossing avatar pulls a massive shark out of the water, attached to your tiny swimming pool, and it's such an incredible <laughs> little moment that I think, it, I, like, I think it's got to be between Animal Crossing and Man Eater at the top of the list. Honestly, just like, yeah, I don't know, pulling a shark out of the water when you're not expecting it the first time you do it it's pretty cool i don't know if that's something that happened in old animal crossing games but in the little bit that i played animal crossing in the beginning of the year when that happened to me i kind of lost my mind a little bit
4: yeah i want to say that the sharks in previous entries
0: all right that makes sense then
4: there's yeah they usually have like some crazy fish when you like pull it out and you're like what the f-? like I, it's always fun when you get like a coelacanth <laughs> or something is that, that like,
0: a lo- weird long centipede looking snake thing uh no it's
4: like it it looks like a is it looks like a um it's like i I don't know how to describe it unless you have seen a seal before but uh (laughs) they're like super super rare they they were thought to be extinct i think at some point
3: Hmm.
0: uh i'll have to look it up later then uh all right those are the only five games that we found with sharks in them yep so the nominees are Crash 4, It's About Time, Man Eater, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Hyrule Warrior, Age of Calamities, and Yakuza, Like a Dragon. Uh, <laughs> take what you will from that. Uh, but now we're going to actually start getting into some pretty fun discussion. Um, best Remaster. That's a terrifying fish, Derek. <laughs> Sorry, you just sent right, me yeah. one of the fish. <laughs> I just that up, It's too. like prehistoric. The living fossil, we Okay. Um all right, best remake or remaster we have for the definition here, a remake of a previously released game that meaningfully improves the original's visions and or mechanics and quality of life. Um there aren't a crazy amount that came out this year as far as I can tell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is the year of remasters. Oh, I guess that's a good point. You're no, you're right. We we have it, a
1: I mean, if you it, it, especially if you count Final Fantasy 7 and Resident Evil 3 which, which, which
0: I do not I think those are like yeah this games.
1: doesn't yeah those are more so new games but they still kind of fall under the general umbrella of a remaster or remake yeah a lot of a lot of people like to say this is the year of remakes but this uh, category more specifically focuses on like definitive editions and things of that nature
0: mm, exactly Um. so I guess let's I think the best way to do this so that everyone has a little bit of speaking time is because we have four nominee or five nominees there's four of us let's each take a turn gushing about a game that for each category uh and then we'll kind of keep looping around until we run out of games and then start to narrow it down from there i feel like that's a good way to go about this process uh so tyler do you have any games that were a remake or remaster that came out this year that you that you think is worthy of talking about
2: i don't think i played a single remake this year that came out this year
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, then, what about you, Derek?
2: Unless uh, just Final Fantasy 7, but, like... Yeah, that doesn't at, count in this category. Looking at
0: our list of eligible
1: games, I... the I mean, the... Okay, so the the hard part about this is that the eligible games that are listed in the Google Doc don't have any of the remakes in them. Mm. But I, even so,
2: like I'm trying to think. I haven't really... Because I played Resident Evil 2 remake, but not the third one um yeah i don't think i played any remakes this year
0: hmm. Uh all right Derek. what about you um
4: uh, so i i think i've got at least a couple that i played this year um and i think the most the two stand out obviously are uh demon souls and um i think tony the tony hawk uh remaster slash remake uh is kind of slipped under the radar yeah um it like i played a bunch of it for for a few weeks there um i don't think i talked about it too much on the podcast because there were like other big games yeah i feel like you and i talked
0: about it for like a week or two and along with like everyone else in the world seemed to talk about it a lot for a week or two and then everyone forgot that it happened it seems
4: right like just more things started coming out and uh but yeah, like it's a really, really it well done uh, remaster. I mean, or rem- I, It's it's a remake. It's one hundred percent a remake. Um, yeah. Like they definitely captured b- not only uh, the feel, and I think this goes the same. Like the same reason the Demon Souls re- remaster uh, is so good is it, they just completely both developers for both of these um, just captured the feel of both games. I think extremely well. Um, and then uh, with Tony Hawk, they just they made they added a little bit to it that kind of just made it a little better. Um, like I had a ton of fun playing it. I think the only reason I stopped playing it was because I I moved and then I, or I got my PS Five and I didn't have it didn't have it downloaded on my PS Five yet, so hmm. <laughs> um, I didn't like play much more of it. But I like I catch myself thinking about it sometimes, like oh I should go back and play more. Tony
0: Hawk. Right. It's uh, one of those easy games you can just pick up, play a little and put down in between things. Yeah,
4: right? I mean, it takes 2 minutes to yeah. play like a round, you, you only know, and have that's, 2 minutes. <laughs> like that's that's kind of great uh um for for replayability and just yeah, for like sneaking in. Oh, I've got 10 minutes. Like, oh, let me just uh play some Tony Hawk real quick. Um yeah, and then Demon Souls, I I haven't did uh, I haven't dove too too far. Uh, into it yet, but I am really, really enjoying what I've played so far. And it's it's so cool to see a game that, one, was very ugly and janky when it came out on the PS3. <laughs> so just,
1: very pretty and janky.
4: Yeah, like just <laughs> look incredible. It's the best looking, it's one of the, it could be the best looking game out right now. For, I, for I firmly consoles. believe this
1: is the best looking game that's ever been made to this point
0: that's so crazy to think about
4: yeah Yeah. it's it's pretty wild um and then one that's not i don't i don't know if you guys played i don't think you guys touched the spider-man remastered at all Ooh, that's Uh, that's uh, one we could throw on oh yeah
0: yeah, i didn't that i didn't talk uh play that (laughs) i forgot that
1: that came out to be honest i I don't know i didn't didn't play it either
4: i don't know so i never played the original well i did play the original i played a little bit of it, but I don't know what it added to it that would make it really stand out. I mean, obviously, it adds the, the ray tracing and... All the DLC, um, I think,
0: is there now. For all the DLC and stuff is there.
4: I, I, I want to say, was it 60 FPS on the PS4 Pro? I don't know. I don't think it was. I no, wouldn't. it wasn't, because I, I, I played it. Uh, so that is uh, awesome um because the game is so much better in 60 frames per second. Yeah, yeah. okay, it, it wasn't. Um okay. We yeah,
0: got a like, whole new Peter Parker.
4: Yeah, right? The, <laughs> a whole new Peter Parker and I I think I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I mentioned it to Jeff. It does he I felt he was a little young, but as the game went on, I kind of he grew on me and I started to like I was like actually I kind of like this 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 Peter. Hmm. I think um, once
0: you forget the old one the yeah, new one feels right. fine it's just the jarring shock of oh wait I played an so, entire the, game what was
2: the reason that they changed it
0: to make
4: him look more like the voice actor
2: oh okay
4: uh, and track. it also just happens that the voice actor kind of also kind of looks like Tom Holland
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a little <laughs> so I actually don't know just... what year looks like
0: a little bit like uh-huh. the new Peter Parker
1: yeah, a little bit like the uh, new Peter yeah. Parker. <laughs> it looks like Matt Mercer.
0: I but thought the the, the new Peter Parker kind of looked like Kevin Jones, the professional disc golf player. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what I thought as well. Um yeah, that's a that's a good consideration. I didn't think about that. Um
4: um I know I didn't that's i played very little remakes this year, which is surprising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did,
1: any well, play, did any of us
0: play Pikmin 3? No, no, but I have heard that no. is really, really good and a very yeah. solid experience. But I've I was so satisfied with my experience playing it for the first time on the Wii. U exactly, I didn't feel
1: like I needed to pick it up.
0: Mm, yeah, me either. Ah,
4: most disappointing, Super Mario 3D All Stars.
0: Oof. Oof, yeah, because that's that's just a port.
4: It's just just a port so. with time, three, some little updates. Three but ports really. for
2: full oh, price. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, Nintendo's I also did forgetting about it in
0: March. Yeah, I don't. I think we decided that that game wasn't going to be eligible across the board just because it's three ports. It's nothing really. Yeah, yeah. it's not special,
3: would, and it was a bit
2: if,
1: rough. If most disappointing game uh, considered it, then I think it would go in that easy. Oh,
0: I think so. Um, I want to talk about Persona Five Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this absolutely needs to be nominated for this category. Um, it is just the a refined f- version of an already incredible game that makes it like nearly perfect. It's quickly becoming one of my favorite games ever. It's so great. I've decided that that is what I'm putting all my focus on going forward. Now that uh, we're going to be done with this, and I can I can kind of play whatever I want without having the stress of having to play something within a time frame on my back. Um, so yeah, I mean, for all of the reasons and all the nominations that that game got back in twenty seventeen, best music, best art, best whatever—I don't know—best game, game, game of the game of the year. Uh, it's I think all. It, I think
1: if it if it uh wasn't a remake, it could have fit in all of those categories for this year too.
0: Yeah, uh, I there's a few like publications that are including it, and <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's it, so weird. It's if. If that game, if we had chose to put that game as like say like that's a new game that can be up for anything, I think it would have dominated a lot of these categories. Um, yeah. But so I, I feel like Persona Five Royal absolutely needs to be on here.
1: I agree. That's
4: very fair. Okay. I can't wait to maybe play it eventually.
0: Oh, I, I can't wait for you to play it. Yeah, too.
1: I've never played any of the Persona games.
2: This is my first I one.
1: want to play Persona Four Golden.
0: That is now on. Uh, they moved it to PC recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, okay. We have one on this list, Andrew. If you want to talk about it, oh, yeah. Up.
1: You know it. It is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Uh, the the main thing holding Xenoblade back when it came out on the Wii was its toaster graphics, uh, <laughs> and it's <laughs> fucking kind of the time frame in which it released because it was on uh, it came out on a declining Nintendo Wii um, and it didn't even ship to the States initially so not a lot of people played it and it kind of amassed this cult following and then now that it's actually come to the States it, the Xenoblade franchise has kind of exploded in popularity uh, and now with Xenoblade 2 and whatever they're going to do in the future Like it's already gaining a lot of traction, and so the definitive edition made that game actually look the part uh, because it's seriously one of like the best JRPG stories, easily one of the best video game soundtracks that's ever been composed. Um, It was it was my favorite video game soundtrack before I played Persona, Uh, and put so updating that having it. Actually, look good on a new console that's more accessible, um, and all of the quality of life stuff they did, including adding an epilogue, which was pretty awesome. Uh, I think it, it's well deserving of uh, this category.
0: Yeah. I mean, listening to you talk about it so passionately and the upgrades that it has gotten, I think a big part of, of Best Remaster or for this category specifically is regardless of how, like the game the original version of the game, like what did it do to improve it and make it more playable and successful yes. today? And it sounds like this did quite a bit to bring it up to twenty twenty standards. Yeah. Uh all right, cool. Like we were saying before, this is kind of a limited uh category. It's not like an endless pool of games uh, to talk about, yeah. Here. There's like I a mean, there's still pool. a fair
1: there's still a fair number of other ones that would probably be relevant that we just haven't played, like Wonderful One Hundred One, mm. uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yeah. Um,
0: I think that's the biggest problem is we just personally didn't play it on Yeah, exactly. Which makes it kind of tricky. Uh, so right now we have Persona Five Royal, Demon Souls, Tony Hawk, Xenoblade, and Spider Man as our top five for the nominees. Is everyone okay with those, or is there anything that yeah. we missed that? we feel like needs to be subbed in i mean the only thing that i
1: think wouldn't or like we could replace is spider-man because it really only upped performance and changed the character model right
0: Mm. well
3: Um, is there something what would that but the
1: other thing is i don't know if there's anything else worthy that we played
0: yeah i think you're right the only two that i feel strongly about are persona 5 and tony hawk i didn't play demon souls i didn't play xenoblade i didn't play spider-man I feel very
1: strongly about the other four, even okay. though I didn't play Tony Hawk.
0: So Derek, I guess we'll leave that decision up to you for that last slot. Is there something you think we should put in over Spider-Man remaster, or do you think that the the performance upgrade is enough to kind of push it into being nominated here?
4: Uh, I mean, personally, I think <laughs> the performance upgrade is is definitely warrants it being on that list. Um, I, like, part of the reason I think, uh, you know, things like uh xenoblade get are are, are well loved is because that game got a performance upgrade somewhat over the wii, the wii version yeah very true uh, so like i think i think that a, a performance upgrade is a big part of a remaster if the game doesn't perform better in, on like than it would have on the old version whether it's on an old console or whatever then like what was the point
1: Mm. I mean that's I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, Demon's Souls is basically just a big performance upgrade, isn't it? Like that game right. those games are identical.
0: Yeah, it didn't change anything. So it yeah, it's just all visual and performance at that point.
1: Uh yeah. Jeff, what about Star Wars Episode One Racer?
0: That's just a port. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> they didn't change anything there. They didn't upgrade the graphics at all? Nope. It is exactly oh, okay. the yeah. same. Uh, I
4: it, think about it in when it comes to like uh music remasters, like they don't rewrite the song. They they just improve the the you know, the sounds and you know the, the performance of the sounds and whatever. So you know.
1: That is a very good point. If we'd gotten to play Black Mesa this year, that could have been a good one. Oh,
4: yeah. See, yeah. I year. think that falls too far under remake. Do like, you?
0: That falls and that's I don't the thing know with anything this, about that. That's the thing with this category is it comes down to us as a group to decide what is like Final Fantasy Seven remake is clearly a whole new game. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that's kind of the, the definition that's... is like, is it the same game or, and like they changed a little bit, or is it just a new game? Um, yeah, yeah. And that kind Black, of goes but... on a case by case basis. Yeah. SpongeBob
1: Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Heard uh... is terrible. <laughs> That's... It has a certain charm just, to it. Just because you remake an old, ga- a bad <laughs> game doesn't make it better. Derek, it, but, really but Derek, but it. it's the performance. But Derek, it's the performance upgrade that makes it, it. that makes it that makes it a better remaster.
4: But was there a performance upgrade?
1: <laughs> yeah, it looks great.
4: It looks great, but does it play yeah.
1: great? It plays the same as before. So see,
0: <laughs> um, but I it looks know. better. Alright, does anyone have any other game that they want to consider here? If not, uh, I think we have our nominations.
1: No, I've been looking through the um, the list of games that came out this year and I'm not seeing anything else that would really
0: contest. Alright, then our official nominations for Best Remaster are Persona 5 Royal, Demon Souls, Tony Hawk 1 Plus 2, Xenoblade Definitive Edition, and Spider-Man Remastered. Alright, cool. I guess we'll move on to our next one, which is Most Disappointing. Uh, So Derek, you had mentioned, we hadn't talked about this in our uh, previous episode where we went through all of the categories and decided them all, but this is something we decided to add after the fact. So Most Disappointing, the game that didn't fulfill its promises or failed most relative to its expectations. Um, So I guess we'll go around the horn, uh, let everyone kind of talk about one game. And obviously, if people have stuff to say, they can chime in. But uh, Tyler, we'll have you go first with this this one. This
1: is where we're gonna probably turn away a lot of people (laughs) who, Uh, like, people who could potentially stumble upon this and be like, "Oh, I wonder."
2: I think my feelings were most hurt with uh, Cyberpunk.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, we can all get behind Cyberpunk 2077 here. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh,
2: It was just a complete hot mess and. I like I keep wanting to play because Actually, it was quite I wanted hot mess. I wanted to play so badly for years. Like the last couple of years I've been waiting, but I haven't played in like 2 weeks. Cuz every time I've like, I ah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play because like it's not that bad on my PC, I can deal with it. And then I just end up playing something else. because I'm like, "Meh." Yeah. As like, as soon as the want comes it it goes. Like,
0: yeah, I think there's, there's two big aspects here. There's obviously performance. The game is a disappointment in how it performs across almost all of its platforms that you play it on. Uh, technical issues, bugs, glitches, crashes, game-breaking things, uh, immer- definitely immersion-breaking things. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a hot mess of technical issues, uh, which in itself is disappointing. But then on top of that, I think for me personally, and I think... Andrew and Derek and Tikon, I think we all shared this vibe of we felt like it was kind of uh, a disappointment in what the gameplay ended up being and what Cyber CD Project Red was kind of saying it was going to be and what they were making it seem like the type of game it was going to be, more like we were thinking it was going to be. And I don't know if that falls on us for having it be us thinking it was going to be a specific, a specific way and then ending up something different. But it ended up feeling like a very... Uh, uh, shallow but wide pool as opposed to like a deep set of systems for you to explore and kind of get lost in and like yeah cool every NPC walking around the street looks different but they're all randomly generated based on the character creator options you know
1: yeah which yeah. by the way they were stroking their dicks about their character creator system and then Demon Souls made a better character creator system yeah really I haven't seen it at all.
2: I mean, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff with the cyberpunk one, just from, like, pictures and memes and whatnot, but I I spent all of, like, two minutes in my character creator. I was like, yep, 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 cool. But I've never really been into the character creation part. I just... "Mm, Yeah. It's like, what kind
1: of game boasts about a character creator and then has hair presets?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I don't know, a lot of it's weird. And then, like, you yeah. get super excited about the character creator and then you're forced to wear dumb clothing because the equipment system works <laughs> yeah. very poorly. And, uh, and it's, it's also a first person. Yeah. I do, <laughs> I do hate
2: that. Like, you know, I think a Skyrim, you you always, like, have this, like, badass-looking armor. And then all the equipment in this, I just look f- so fucking stupid stupid
0: (laughs) yeah i hate the way my character looks all the time so it's unfortunate but yeah i think this overall uh is just in general a very disappointing (laughs) i don't know across the board everything about this game really disappointed and let me down so it seems to kind of be the general consensus between all of us yeah uh all right cool derek anything disappoint you any games yeah what disappointed you in 2020 so
4: i i guess for me my my big one is uh super mario 3d
1: all-stars
0: yeah so are we Uh, gonna consider that here i think we should it's weird because it's like it wasn't i mean the the collection of ports the collection was a disappointment i think we can make the like
4: I, if, if we come up with another better one that, that, that we think is more deserving, I will gladly let's, take yeah, it off.
0: Let's, yeah. let's keep let's, it in mind. Yeah, let's talk about it. Then. So yeah, uh, I agree with you. It was disappointing. But what about it was disappointing for you? Uh,
4: for me, I think personally, um, was that it just didn't... I was very excited about the idea. I mean, like, of playing... Those three games again, specifically 64 and um, Sunshine uh, Sunshine again, Uh, and like they're not perfect. They they were perfect games. I get not. They weren't perfect. They weren't perfect games when they came out. They were very, very good games when they came out. And like this was a chance to like for Nintendo to perfect them, and it it just they made it seem like it was gonna be this ah man i guess not i guess they never did anything it was the leaks that really made it
0: that made it sound like like 64 was going to be a full new like new coat of paint they're gonna yeah well it was
4: like a full remake i think was the uh, original leaks
1: so even even once you get past the kind of false expectation that the community placed upon it it's still just an immense lack of effort for the celebration of Mario's anniversary. Yes, I will. hundred yeah. percent agree with that. Especially
4: when you see what they did with the Zelda uh, remasters that they've done. Like mm-hmm. they could have done like the 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 Windmaker remaster is awesome. It does it has quality of life improvements. It looks better. It's like it's great. The Twilight Princess. Yeah. Remaster, same thing. Yeah, but
1: a lot like, of those games, with the exception of Majora's Mask, are the definitive ways to play those games. Yeah, yeah,
4: right. Ocarina of Time 3D, like they've done this, they've done it well before, and I think that's why it was so disappointing. Was yeah. I've seen them, you know, like we've yeah, seen plus, them do this.
1: Plus, they released all of these this collection for sixty dollars, which shouldn't happen. Uh, yeah, can't and... you buy
0: all a physical copy of all three of those games for cheaper than sixty dollars?
1: yeah absolutely and but here's the thing though you can't even buy it after the 31st of march for some unknown unknown reason yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a whole other thing is
0: why are they disney vaulting this just what i mean they got me to buy it so kudos to them the strategy worked i bought it yeah for, right? because uh, i was I a, it instantly yeah, yeah. And, I, and i instantly regretted it because i started playing it and said oh i own mario 64 on my n64 which is plugged into my tv i could have just played this why did i buy it <laughs> right and yeah. i have super mario galaxy which i could dig up and dig up my wii i could play these games there was no reason for me to buy that collection but they got me because they were like oh it's only gonna be here till march so yeah. i'm an idiot uh, but <laughs> yeah i i agree with you derek this was a super disappointing package and a super disappointing celebration of the 35th anniversary of mario
4: yeah very very disappointing
0: um yeah so that's definitely i think worth considering based on kind of yeah uh, we'll keep it on the thoughts. short list um andrew got one
1: i do have a I have a couple all right let's, uh, start, let's, the one let's I'll, start with one <laughs> yeah the one that i'll i'll bring up i, I think now is, is hyrule warriors
0: yeah i was i was gonna bring that one up too um all right so i think we're gonna get into some pretty nitpicky gritty yeah we're gonna we're gonna dissect a lot of these games to get to the bottom of kind of these nominations so uh going forward this is your spoiler warning we're gonna start spoiling a lot of things about games um so that that's your warning now Derek I'm gonna turn to you how much of this game have you played and are you willing to be spoiled on it
4: oh man uh I have I have I just got all the the I like did all the missions where you, like, get the per- the driver for the, I don't know, the first the four champion. characters. Oh, you got the four champions.
0: Alright, so you're not yeah. that far, really. No. Okay. I'm not very far. Alright, so how are you, f- quick... I quick, don't care quick, if... F- I, uh-huh? I was gonna say, quick sidebar, how are you feeling about the game as a whole? Uh, as a whole? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's okay.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
4: Um, it does its job, I guess.
0: Do you, so, do you care if we get into this? Because my my gripes aren't with the gameplay. I think the gameplay's fine. It is exactly what I was expecting it to be. My gripe comes down to stories. The
4: story, yeah,
0: yeah. I I'm already like,
1: and I would say the performance.
0: Oh, yeah, before performance terrible. terrible. This
1: game runs awfully.
0: Yeah, Is it really that bad? It's yeah. not... It. I didn't have a lot of terrible experiences, but there are mo- moments just... where there's a lot of stuff going on with particle effects. There are certain characters, that yeah, felt, it's like created you can... more particle the effects. The game runs
1: in- at 30 frames, maybe. Yeah. Um, I,
2: like I was curious about the game because it's, you know, Breath of the Wild engine and all
1: that stuff, but then
2: you guys were talking yeah. about it. I was like, man, maybe
1: I don't need to play. It's like I wouldn't... I would never recommend this over Hyrule Warriors definitive edition. Yeah. I just I just wouldn't. That there's more in that game. It's it's more of a love letter to Zelda. It's more fun. It looks and plays better. Which is I think a large part of my disappointment in this is that we have a working fun version of this style of game already on the Switch and then they made this which is just worse in almost every aspect. Hmm. the only thing that would have saved it was the story and it didn't
0: yeah so my biggest disappointment in this game is the promise that it was a breath of the wild prequel that was going to lead us up to breath of the wild and then you would inevitably be able to play the breath of the wild sequel and we would have a breath of the wild trilogy which is gonna would be like the most story focused zelda has ever been i was really excited about it and i wish i didn't play this game now because i wish i didn't it's a it's, irrele- oh, it's irrelevant all right so you ready you ready for this Derek? yeah in the end of this game the you know how in breath of the wild there's the four champions descendants uh, yes they travel from the future back to this game and fight alongside you they save all of the champions and then everyone defeats calamity ganon <laughs> and it's like It is now an alternate timeline, I guess. So this game wouldn't lead into Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild wouldn't happen anymore because they beat Calamity Ganon. Zelda didn't get sealed away. Link wasn't put in his sleep. All of the champions didn't die. None of that happened. Okay, because
4: when you start the game and it does that, like, that robot goes back in time thing, I was like, okay, so they're they're just doing whatever they want in the breath of the wild story and none of this is going to matter. And now that you're saying, yes. Yeah, so, so none of it
0: matters. It's completely any irrelevant. Way. I was so excited yeah. to like, see the details of this great war that happened a hundred years ago and watch all of the champions fall in an Epic battle. And no, you fight, you fight all of the bosses that you fight in breath of the wild, like all the different forms of calamity Ganon or like the thunder blight water, yeah. bo- you, you fight all of them several times. You fight yeah. calamity Ganon in the castle it's just this game just stole Breath of the Wild and did it in a Musou style.
1: And I think it would have been fine in its own separate parallel venture if the Breath of the Wild story had already been concluded. But we know that with Breath of the Wild 2 on the horizon, there is more to tell in this universe. And the fact that they gave us... They almost gave us that here, and then and then just didn't. It's like the, the reason that, I, that the Hyrule Warriors original story like works is because it's so aware that it's non-canon uh and it like it plays with that you know mm. and no one was expecting a canon Zelda story with that game
0: and that's the problem is they they portrayed this as the prequel to Breath of the Wild where the story of it would lead up to uh Breath of the Wild proper and it it just doesn't it's completely irrelevant it's its own thing and i i wish they went in saying that not saying like hey play this as part of the breath of the wild story but being like hey play this i guess i don't but what if but what if it is if this is what if breath of the wild 2 is about uh this this, like future i don't man that would be so disappointing
3: or,
4: or, like, the consequences of of this timeline being, cr- like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, we don't know. We, uh, Oh, man, this this is awful.
0: Yeah, right? Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, why would you do this? Why would you make an already confusing
4: game series even more confusing?
1: Yeah. yeah. Plus, the way that they go about it with, like, time travel, like, come on.
0: It, yeah, it's which
1: re- isn't a concept that's that's you know d- that's foreign to Zelda by any means. Hmm. But I feel like in this universe specifically, it's not really something that has been explored or like
0: there's nothing uh, introduced. At it. Yeah, you,
1: yeah, exactly. And
0: the game just opens with a little robot coming back from the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And also, there's a little evil robot that came back from the future as well. Derek.
4: <laughs> yeah, I I think I saw i think i maybe hit that point already where they like show that the evil robot came back too or something i don't
0: yeah i don't know It was super disappointing because i was i was it's like one of those things it's like the star wars prequels it's like we know what happens we know where it needs to end up and that's fine just make it an interesting story to lead us up to the point where we know it ends off
4: yeah like imagine if at the end of revenge of the sith anakin died
0: yeah, right? And there was just no Darth Vader didn't exist. And, and the Empire uh, the Empire never started. Like, what?
4: But wait. Actually, that would be pretty cool.
0: <laughs> Shut up.
1: Alright, but here's the thing is, that's cool, but put it in like a separate like, what if Star Wars movie or series and acknowledge that it is that instead yeah, of yeah. advertising it as a prequel. That's what, that's, that's
4: what worries me is maybe it really is.
0: And that the time travel stuff is going to be a big part of Breath of the Wild 2.
4: Or, or like, the pl- major plot elements in 2 are going to be related to this happening, you know?
1: I really hope not.
4: Yeah. Like, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 happens because the champions went back in time, so they weren't there anymore. I, 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 like,
1: stupid stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Who? I don't know. Yeah um i think we've talked about enough it's really disappointing
1: yeah it's not only disappointing narratively but it's also a disappointment as a hyrule warriors game for me uh so
0: um i want to talk about gears tactics Ah. this game wasn't a huge disappointment it was more so a letdown than a disappointment uh i i'm just a big fan of the tactics (laughs) genre and I was excited about this because it looked like they were doing something cool and unique with like the cover system that was going to be a very important part of it and I've never played um XCOM and I think cover is an important part of XCOM um but there just was no depth to this game at all it seemed very simple very bland very uninteresting all the characters were really boring all of the textures and colors were just muddy brown and boring it's just this game did nothing inspiring um and then it's it's all of the gameplay mechanics at least for the several hours that i played simplified down to just usually standing your ground and using the overwatch mechanic as opposed to moving your pieces and slowly infiltrating i don't know it just it didn't sit with me super well and i eventually i fell off it pretty quickly um So, but it was something I was super excited for as, you know, Microsoft starting to do new things with their IP and testing new waters with new genres. Like it worked when they did Halo Wars. That game was incredible. Halo Wars is one of my like favorite random offshoot genres of a video game ever. And I was like, maybe they can strike gold twice with Gears Tactics. And they just, they didn't. So that was kind of a, a bummer for me earlier on in this year. All right. Anyone else got something? I feel like at this point, if you notice someone's wrapping something up, just start chiming in with just another thing you want toss to... toss a game in there? Yeah, just toss um, toss things around, man. So, I think...
4: Andrew, you were the only one who really played it. I just played part of the beta, but uh, I would put Marvel's Avengers as as most disappointing.
1: I, I think See, it needs I was, to be there. I was considering it, but when I thought about it and kind of what in the spirit of the category and, and kind of the parameters, I wasn't expecting that game to be good.
3: I, that's, I
4: guess that's the problem. <laughs> is the, the hype around this game was very minimal and it was very, a lot of like, Ooh, I don't know about this. This isn't looking
1: good. Yeah, like and I was it never really expecting it to wasn't. be a nine out of 10. And so when I played it, I was just whelmed.
0: But when someone said the uh, first said the phrase, an Avengers game by Crystal Dynamics. Like, that initially was exciting. So doesn't the, the yeah, lead-up to I the mean, release no, of a I'm
1: 100% willing to put it on this list if if you guys feel it weren't. Yeah, but I, I, the way that I perceived the game is that I didn't think it would be good in the first place. I
0: think doesn't the like the lead up and like the slow downhill, dis- constant stream of disappointment up to the launch of the game, and then it being even more disappointing than you were even originally thinking it was going to be, isn't that also all fall under the the umbrella of most disappointing it was just like a very slow roll of disappointing whereas whereas like cyberpunk was hype 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 hit a wall crash burn disappointing it was avengers is was the opposite where it was yeah it's like a constant stream of disappointment that's that's tough because
4: yeah even the original reveal trailer i think like three or four years ago was like ooh, this looks rough
0: are those porn stars <laughs>
4: uh like every yeah it was so critical about like uh they just look like knockoff of the mcu characters <laughs>
2: yeah <sighs> oh man
4: oh, yeah i yeah i put, put it up there after even after playing i haven't even played the game but even after playing both spider-mans it's even more disappointing <laughs> because of how good those are
3: mm,
0: yeah for sure um Okay, my list is already kind of dried up of things that I thought was disappointing. Does anyone else have stuff on their list that they thought was pretty? I was gonna Animal what Crossing. Animal Crossing. So here's the thing: I was never excited. I went in trying it just to say that I tried it, and it kind of it's similar to what you were feeling about. Um, you know what? I may be able to consider it for this because. When I had first started that game, there was like a I was pretty neutral and then I got excited for there was like a one podcast episode where I was actually really <laughs> yeah. excited about it. Yes. and then I started yeah. running into all of its technical issues and the lack of polish and just the the dumb design choices that they made. and then I was like, oh man. I might've been able to get lost in this and be part of the zeitgeist that was animal crossing in 2020, but the game got in its own way for me. So I guess, yeah, I guess by that metric,
1: here's the thing with animal crossing is I don't think if this year happened the way it did, that it would have been as much of a cultural phenomenon. And I think that that's a pretty agreeable statement.
0: I, Uh, yeah, well, I don't think it would have like been a non-factor. I don't think it would have taken over the the world.
1: Yeah, I think the game still would have sold well, and a lot of people would have enjoyed it, but it just so happened to come out right when, like, everybody was going on lockdown, so nobody had anything to do, and everyone's like, oh, hey, here's this new feel-good game you can play and just chill out in your house for, you know, weeks at a time. Uh, So I don't think that if the pandemic happened, we would have seen nearly this level of, like, excitement surrounding the game.
0: Yeah, it would have been like if Pokemon Go released in winter. Yeah, Like, yeah, it would have been great, but people wouldn't have been flocking the streets to play it. It was kind of a perfect storm of time and place kind of thing. Yeah, Yeah, I can get by that. Yeah, after thinking about it a bit, I think that that this game could definitely be on this list Um, based on that small spark in my eye.
1: I want to know how Derek feels about it, though, because he actually likes this game.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't see... I played it every day for... Like two and a half months uh <laughs> like i can't tell you i was disappointed uh were there sort of just like were there some things that like i yeah i don't know i can't even say i like disappointed any piece of it because it had been so long since i played an animal crossing game was it that exactly
0: like, what you were expecting
4: yeah and it was that like, exactly there,
0: that itself is the opposite of disappointment
4: Right, it was. It was exactly what I was expecting. I yeah. I didn't get anything I didn't want, and I didn't get anything. I got everything I wanted from it, mm. and I played it for for two and a half months. And I I upgraded my house all the way, and I said, "Okay, I'm done now," and I set it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, would you would you feel bad if it was on this list? Like, are you actively against the idea of it being nominated for this?
4: No, I'm not actively against it because I I do understand the the disappointment that can come from it, especially uh I think from your your perspective and I know like uh there are hardcore fans that were slightly disappointed mm. in it. Um uh, so there's a lot of lack of of what people lack of staple things in the series that the game didn't have that people are like why didn't aren't these things in here and they're slowly some of them have gotten added and some of them haven't and it's kind of like hmm are they ever gonna add these things
0: yeah uh,
4: uh, i personally was wasn't disappointed but i do i i do see why it could be disappointing
0: okay um do you think crucible should be anywhere on this list eric uh no because because... you had no expectations (laughs) yeah i had zero expectations okay yeah i want i want to make it clear that most disappointing this is not not worst game exactly if anything it was the
4: most satisfying game because i knew it was going to be terrible and it was
0: (laughs) was. um andrew what about resident evil 3 i was
1: just about to bring that up in comparison to resident evil 2 like i love that game Mm mm-hmm I think it's really, really fun and one of the better remakes that have come out this year, but it still kind of fails as a remake.
0: Is it it only disappointing because Resident Evil 2 remake is so good?
1: I don't think so. Like, if
0: 3 came out first... Would you have been like, This is awesome? And then two came out and you'd be like, Whoa! But because it happened in the opposite order, it makes three look a little bit more sad. Is it really
2: that much worse than think two? So
1: it's it's not like it's by no means a bad game. Like Resident Evil 3 is still a really good game and a solid playthrough. The problem is it's sixty dollars for a six hour playthrough of it's not like, you know, you have Leon and Claire's story, you have one story where you play as Jill and then sometimes as Carlos. Uh, But I think that the part where it fails is I haven't played the original Resident Evil three. So I don't know just how much uh, this goes, but apparently there are like several, like just sections of the game that they didn't bring over.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: So in that regard, like, yeah, I could see where like fans would be disappointed. Um, but I still really enjoyed my experience. The problem is, it's not doing anything remarkably different from two. I gotcha. think they're both still really good games on their own.
0: So is it more neutral than disappointing?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like it was my, it was the first Resident Evil game I've ever played. Gotcha. So, it, so like in that way, Jeff. Yes, I did go from three to two and be like, okay, two is just way better. Yeah, you know. I think, right. and then I think that's because of its own merits.
0: See, I think it's still a good note. Like, I think it's a different kind of disappointing, not the kind that we're looking for here, where it's just like, oh man, yeah, I had more fun with the last one. That kind of stinks, but oh well.
1: Like it could have been better.
0: Yeah, but it's still not bad.
1: No, it's not bad by any means, and I had a lot of fun with it.
0: Mm. What about? I think
1: mm. I think Jill is my favorite Resident Evil protagonist.
0: <sighs> I love Leon. That's only because four was my first one, and it's like, yeah, I feel like you fall in love with their first Resident Evil protagonist, kind of like you know, the one, the first Final Fantasy you play is your favorite.
1: I don't know, man. I like, I like tofu.
0: <laughs> Everyone likes tofu. <laughs> uh, what about Man Eater?
1: You know, that I- one is in my personal top five. I think. <laughs> Um, games of the year
0: no 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 no. disappointing <laughs> games okay
1: uh, no, just because but see that's another weird one is because i didn't like i guess i no i would say it's disappointing there's just nothing there's just nothing to that game like you yeah. just it's so it's very difficult to to navigate um and the shark gameplay is so mind-numbingly mind-numbingly simple that there's really no, nothing like carrying it.
0: Yeah, like it's just boring.
1: Story, the story seemed like very, like cliche, like seventies movie bullshit. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's there's just a rip off of Jaws. Game. Pretty much, but you play as the shark.
0: Um. All right. I don't. I can't think of anything else based on like games that we've talked about over the last year.
1: Well, I mean, how disappointing do we consider The Last of Us?
0: I don't. No. I don't at yeah. all. Not whatsoever. I think
1: I think it's like very slight for me. Like a little bit, but not.
0: Yeah, not
1: just based on the based on the level of hype and kind of how I've sat with the game over the last 6 months.
0: See, for me, the first game is so incredible that I wasn't expecting the second game to reach that level. So I think right. it's disappointing for people who were expecting the second game to reach the heights of the first game. Yes, which and I since, went in not expecting.
1: Yeah, and since I played the first one six years ago, and I was kind of I've been following the build up to part two for the last several years. Um, people were saying this is going to be just as good, if not better, than the first one. This is a masterpiece of its own right. This I saw people saying uh, up before the release of this game that it like changes the way that like video games can be made or some shit. So I think in in that regard,
0: I think that's just other people hyping it too much and right, but getting into it,
1: it into expectation of the game.
0: Derek, I I I mean,
4: having played the first one, replaying the first one right before. I think, uh, helped a lot um, with my expectations for the game. Because I don't, I don't think I, I didn't ever feel disappoint, disappointed in it. I, I agree. I think it is, in some pieces, way better than the first one. Uh, it's just the story has some, uh, the narrative has some shortcomings. And that's fine, in a video game, when the video game itself is uh, way like really good um, and so my problem
1: problem then becomes that the narrative is such a driving factor in this game that if those are the shortcomings then,
0: yeah, but I think most of the narrative works, I think that's only small parts of it, yeah, I I would agree yeah, yeah, to me it's more like oh, that's a little bit of a bummer, it's not disappointing compared to the other games on this list
1: yeah, that's fair. I'm just I just wanted to see yeah. kind of where we felt about it.
0: That's fair. Um,
1: yeah,
4: 6 months later, I'm pretty happy about that game.
0: Yeah, as a whole, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good sequel. I don't think it was as successful as the first one, but it's it's a technical like masterpiece and it's it's trying to tell a very interesting story. Okay. Um so on our list here we have four written down and I think we could probably all get behind these I know so three of these I think definitively will be on here cyberpunk Hyrule Warriors uh, Mario 3d all-stars and then I guess we Avengers. put a. you were the only one who played <laughs> Avengers and you seemed the most like like yeah I'm not disappointed because I was expecting it to be bad Right. So that kind of falls on you. Do you think that should be here or do you think that some of the other things that we listed should be here over that?
1: No, I think Avengers is probably more deserving over some of the others.
0: Okay, so then we just need to fill this last I mean if the other slot. if
1: the other cho- the other choices are what? Maneater Animal Crossing? And Gears Tactics?
0: Yeah. I think that was it between and, all of them. I, I
4: think you can factor in that I was so disappointed in the game I didn't buy it.
1: Yeah. That's okay, that that is it's
3: a big like, factor. I would yeah. say
1: I would say that me playing it more so just makes it eligible. Not necessarily that I have to be the one to decide that it is going to be on the list or not.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh so yeah, let's fill that last slot between Animal Crossing Gears Tactics and Man Eater. I think I think Gears Tactics like we can keep off. I would probably put the other two above it just because like I wasn't expecting great things. It would have been cool if it was great. Um I don't know, between the three, it sounds like Maneater was the most because you were super excited, especially when they announced that at the twenty nineteen Game Awards, Andrew, you were so excited. I think yeah. well like that might be one of the games where it's like the level of excitement to the amount of disappointment and sadness is probably the greatest. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean that I think my hype for that was very reactionary to that trailer, and after that it kind of fell out of my like cone of reference for a while. Like, I only bought that game in, like, a lull state right when I got the PS5. Goodbye.
0: Welcome back. (laughs) Um,
1: I only bought that game, like, right when the PS5 came out because I was still in that mindset of, I'm going to try out a bunch of games for the PS5. Yeah. And I know Maneater has a PS5 version, so I'm going to play it. And I only played, like, an hour of it, you know? Yeah. Like, so by that point, I wasn't really excited for it anymore.
0: Gotcha. So I don't know. What do you think between Animal Crossing and Maneater? Does anyone else have any thoughts on this?
2: I didn't play either one. <laughs>
0: what about you, Derek? <laughs> I,
2: I think because... could. Uh, I
4: think they both kind of. I I think maybe Animal Crossing more just because uh, you have you like actually possibly enjoying it for a little bit and then you're complete in other change to disdain for the game
1: yeah
0: i think plus i think i can get
3: behind
1: that collectively the world like was hyping up animal crossing a lot
0: the world still hypes up animal crossing I still the world is still hyping it. People oh, are still yeah, exactly. talking about that and doing posting yeah, things and, about it.
1: and you and I have been sitting here for the last nine months. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs>
2: all right. So mean, we, look at Allison. I She's feel- got two islands now. <laughs> 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 She's
0: technically on her third because she restarted the first one. Oh my god! <laughs> um, all right. Whoa, man. So then I think we have our five category or our five nominees here. Yeah. So most disappointing game of 2020. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamities Marvel's Avengers Animal Crossing New Horizons Mario 3D All-Stars Sound reasonable?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Alright, cool. Um, we're only a couple categories in but let's take a quick break. We've been chatting for a while and when we come back we will we'll keep going. Sweet. All right, we have returned, and we're going to keep on trucking on. So let's move on to our next category, which is Best Moment, the single most memorable moment from a particular game. Let's let's just get into it. Someone tell me one of their favorite moments. And again, spoilers. We're going to get into maybe some game ending parts here. Everything is on the table. I
1: have two moments in my personal top five that are the legit end of the game. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, uh, Andrew, just throw one out there. Let's we'll start talking about it.
1: Actually, three. Uh, well, first one, since I know n- none of you have played it, and so I'm going to champion this one, is Resident Evil 3. Uh, at the end, um, I don't, it's basically, it's hard to describe without you having played it, but it's, I have it labeled as the take the fucking hint <laughs> moment where basically. Nemesis transforms into this giant, like, grotesque blob. Uh, And so Claire sticks a giant railgun in his mouth, and you fucking blast a hole in him. (laughs) And it's amazing.
0: Is that eligible, though? Because wouldn't that moment have happened in the original Resident Evil 3 or something similar? I don't think so. No, it didn't. No.
1: Because, I mean, it's like. And plus, this makes it um this is a product of the remake too because of the animation and the voice acting and just the shot itself because okay, like yeah it's a no, fucking right. it's a fucking massive railgun.
0: yeah no we definitely <laughs> yeah resident evil 3 is definitely eligible we had already talked about this that was my bad um okay cool uh what are some of your other ones
1: um i think that the abby versus ellie fight in the theater See, is, is
0: one i that mm, i have mixed feelings about that that's
1: moment. for that's for me yeah that was my that was my favorite moment of that game
0: that moment made me feel bad and i think that's what it wanted to do to you so yes. i guess in that sense it is a best moment that- for making you feel very strongly even though it's not a feeling you necessarily want
1: Yeah, that moment was, like, possibly the most tense of the game for me, where I, it's like, the two stories have finally culminated into this moment, and I really want to fucking know how it plays out, because I could see it going in literally any direction.
0: Yeah, Um, there was no knowing what was going to happen at that point, that is for sure.
1: Yeah. It was my personal favorite moment of that game. Wait, so.
0: Are you talking about the one at the end of the game or the one? No, the first
1: one. Okay, when, yeah, in the, the when you're in
0: the theater.
4: theater. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So, to, to go off of Last of Us 2, I think my personal favorite moment of the game is when you're sitting on the tractor with uh, the baby mm-hmm. watching the, the sunset. Because mm. uh, it's quite possibly, I think, Ellie's last happy moment for the rest of her life.
0: Uh, as far as we know and yeah that
4: that was the last happy moment i had playing that game <laughs> yeah uh, I, think
3: that,
4: I think about that scene the most because that was the one scene i thought the game i thought the game was going to end right there
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then it didn't, and then it didn't. The,
1: game, the game should have ended right there
0: <laughs> um I think one of my favorite moments uh, from The Last of Us, if we're just going to stick on The Last of Us: Strain and Sorry, T-Con, that <laughs> you didn't get a chance to play it—that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that, that conversation between Ellie and Joel, mm. Um, mm. just that scene as a whole. Which one? The one—it's yeah. at the end of the Last game, and, and Ellie's going back and remembering the conversation after the the scuffle at the bar. Yeah. Or at the 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 town. <laughs> the hooch and Annie. Yeah uh and that like interaction ellie and joel have and she's like i don't think i could ever forgive you and but, but i'll try but, but, I, but i want to try oh, oh okay that moment uh... that, that's like that is like the epitome of that game that is the height and like that moment that's just like oh man i think that that was like the crowning achievement of that game was that moment um so I think that that's a contender. That's my like uh... that's my pick for the Last of Us Part Two. If we're gonna, <laughs> and I would like to do our best to try to pick like not like overload, like not have all five nominations be from Good. the Last of Us. Right. Kind of right. try to split it up. Yeah, as best we're not as possible. we're not the Game Awards. <laughs> um, so that that's my uh my consideration for the Last of Us. I do another game that I think has a lot of incredible moments is Final Fantasy VII Remake. All of my moments, <laughs> that whole game. <laughs> Do you have specific moments that you thought of, Ticon?
2: Uh, yeah, a couple. Give me what you got. Uh, so the Sephiroth fight at the end. So I went into this game never playing the first one. You fight um, Sephiroth? What? Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so yeah, I, I I knew nothing about this game going in. Um, as I've previously stated on a few episodes, uh, but definitely fighting Sephiroth at the end. That was awesome. He is already, uh, one of my favorite video game bad guys of all time. Oh
0: yeah. He's, he's been up there for a lot of people since 1997, 96, Uh, 97. uh, Yeah. He's incredible.
2: Yeah. Uh, everything about it was just awesome. Um, what else? So when, uh, the plate collapses, like, the whole racing up the the tower and, like, all the scaffolding to mm-hmm. try and prevent it. And then when it actually does, like, that whole uh, scenario was, I think, really, like, really well done. Um, and then, like, just after it, seeing the difference in, like, the sky and stuff, because now you can actually see actual sky and it's not just like the plate with like the, the big ass lights that act as the sun and um, that was all really well done and then I've shared this one with you I think it's like we were just talking about it before too I think it's around chapter 13 or whatever with I don't remember what song it is but it's that certain song that played and it's, it's called just Midnight like- Rendezvous yeah. And yeah. you're just kind of slowly walking and it's playing and you're just looking around everywhere and it's sad yet peaceful. And
0: I don't know. It's this is my second favorite game of all time. <laughs> um, I think my personal favorite moment there's there's two and they're kind of related. The dance sequence with Cloud uh, and the yeah. honeybee in. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. I think that is the crowning achievement of, or there's like, that moment is so – it comes out of nowhere, and they it crush it. It's perfect. That, yeah, that's it, my favorite moment of that it, game. It shouldn't work, but it does. But I think – probably my favorite, but, I like, I think the dance is, like, a better moment as a collective. <laughs> but the line – when Tifa recognizes Cloud in the dress, and he just goes, nailed it. I know. Moving on. And he doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't change his demeanor. He doesn't change his tone. He just says he's like so cocky, in the fact that he looks stunning as a woman. <laughs> but he doesn't miss a beat, and he doesn't change like how he is about. Oh man, that one line killed me. It was so funny, so well delivered. Um, but I think as a collective, that whole honeybee in dance sequences. I think easily the best part of that whole game I agree. Yeah, it was really good.
3: I uh, think that
1: one's going on the list.
0: I think that one for yeah, sure. needs, to, needs to be I, on there. Of I all would the definitely
1: final throw
4: that one on there. That, cause I like that I think was my most memorable thing from that game.
3: All right.
0: Definitely throw that on there as our final fantasy, uh, um, representative, uh, Derek, mm-hmm. give me something. Uh, the final
4: battle in Ghosts of Tsushima.
0: Mm, I have it written oh. as as the final haiku, like the, specifically the moment, that one? The, specifically the moment where he's like, "Okay, write I your family's last." Have- oh, crap. oh yeah, that's right.
4: Yeah, as I say, I, I tried to be as uh, disc- like discreet okay. as possible. I, d- I don't <laughs> think we've
0: really spoiled anything yet. Uh, Con, you're gonna have to play a lot of Ghosts of Tsushima in the next couple of days because we're gonna there, get into it. There is a final battle. There is Ooh. a final battle. <laughs> um, he just muted himself. Did he? Yeah. Do you mute it? Text me when you're done with this part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the final haiku. I hope he's not listening because I'm gonna say it. Uh, he, his headphones are muted. When you go to fight, or Lord Shimura is kind of leading you through your parent's old house, and he's basically like, write the last words of Clan Sakai. Yeah. And and you write that final haiku, and you reflect on your relationship with your uncle, and then it gives you the after you beat him, it gives you the choice. To either kill him or leave him alive, which is the only choice in the entire game. That whole sequence, that whole moment, is just so touching and wraps up that game so perfectly, and yeah. solidifies Jin as the ghost. I feel like either decision you make can you can make a good argument as to why Jin would do it as the ghost of Tsushima.
4: Yeah, th- like it. There, I don't think you could have ended that game any any better it really just like ties ties a knot like it doesn't have the greatest like the narrative isn't it's it's not like groundbreaking it's it's very simple Mm. uh, you know but that that part just kind of it's the main narrative is over the narrative of of fighting off the the mongols is done but there's still one last thing we have to do. We have to have this confrontation between Shimura and Jin, because that part of Jin's life, like, that, narr- Jin's narrative isn't done. The Mongol okay. narrative is done, but we need to, like, this This side, it's almost like a side narrative that, like, takes place throughout the game. Like, obviously, what he thinks of you is, is has a big impact on Jin throughout the game, but, like, for the most part, the focus is defeating the Mongols, and yeah, like so, like it felt like a like a little bonus almost, like not like the like like an epilogue almost. Uh, I didn't expect it uh, when it happened, and so yeah. It, yeah, it was very cool.
3: Yeah,
0: yep. I didn't expect it either. Uh, I I agree with you on all of those points. Uh, all right, someone let Tikan know he can come back, and we'll stop talking about it. <laughs> Did someone message him?
1: Yeah, I'm just bad at typing.
0: Okay, it looks like both of you are. It's
1: like Derek is on it.
0: All right. Um. So Derek, have you beaten Miles
1: Morales? Yes. Okay. So I, my, I think my favorite moment of that entire game is he's our Spider-Man.
0: Oh. Uh. That moment's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh. It just feels so. I cried. Yeah, it's straight just... up, like
1: it's it's so emotional, so powerful. It... After and after the events that had just transpired, it's yeah. just such a it's it's like oddly cathartic too.
0: Mm, it's it's on the level of the in Spider Man Two when he stops the train. Uh, there's okay. that like it's they're almost all, like yeah. this this Christ-like thing where they're passing him. Yeah, and then they and put the like, mask on. He's a but, hero.
3: Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like this one is even more important because there's that cultural impact that it has, and like what and it's that one doing and it, for that one has
1: even more of a sense of family.
0: Yeah,
2: for because sure. Because you've
1: he you've knows, interacted with like, a lot yeah, of those characters he knows throughout so the game. So many of those
2: people personally. Yeah.
4: Yeah, as Spider-Man and as as Miles. Yes. Yeah, uh, I I almost wish that whole game could have just taken place in Harlem. Because I feel like that would have built that moment up even more. Like, obviously, you couldn't have like that would be a, thir- a thirty-minute game, but like, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that I did all the stuff in Harlem. Because uh, yeah, if you don't, if you didn't do those side quests or anything, like, some of that that might
1: have fe- felt fallen a little flat. Um, right. But the reason that it has, I think, the breadth to work so well is because that game is so tight that yes. the side quests don't take any time to complete right right mm. so it's more than likely that you have done the side quests
4: yeah so. they, they're they're very quick and they, they both games do such a i love the little uh moments where it's like oh i've got some time to kill you know might as well do my spider-man stuff and that that kind of feels nice yeah i like
1: that plus a lot a big central theme throughout even the main story is miles coming to grips with being spider-man and how you know everyone always refers to him refers to him as the other spider-man and Mm -hmm. how you know my or like peter's been doing it for eight years so he's clearly more experienced and uh more established and miles is is just starting out so people don't really know how to perceive him yet and that was kind of the first moment where people are like he is his own person and he is right. his own Spider-Man.
2: Yeah. And I like how towards the beginning when that dude painted the mural and they kind of just brush him off when he <laughs> talks about the new oh, one. Yeah. But then at the end, they paint yeah. him on the mural with uh, Peter's Spider-Man.
3: Yeah
4: and right too, it, throughout the game he or at least in the, in the beginning he's like oh i don't know about harlem like i miss brooklyn like i want to be back in brooklyn and by the, yeah by the end not just spider-man's home is harlem but miles's home is is harlem
0: yeah and it all mm-hmm. comes together in that one moment too yeah um yeah i think that's a great choice that's, that's very that's, good that's the that is the choice for uh spider-man miles morales for sure um yeah i want to talk about hades for a second Sure. Hades. That game has a ton of super satisfying moments, but I think beating Hades for the first time, beating the final boss, and then like seeing what is beyond that is pretty incredible. Yeah, I would Uh, agree. It's because you don't. That game. You don't know what to expect each time you move further and further out of the underworld. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who you're going to see, who you're going to interact with. And that first time that you make it out and the character... I am i don't want to talk spoilery about this because like it's a little more fresh. And I think it's such a... It's something you can talk around and still have it be impactful. You know, just the person that you meet once you get outside... And then you realize that, oh man, this isn't over. And because you can keep doing runs and keep having different experiences and every time you beat the game, there's a new story bit and a new... Like, it keeps continuing the story of Zagreus. But that first time that you do it, besides the jubilation of actually accomplishing the task, uh, after, like, for me, it was like 30-something runs to finally overcome this, that joy in itself and then the things he says to you and then moving past the gates of the underworld and going up into the the realm of the living for the first time all of that is just so yeah. so cool the oh man it's amazing what that game does as a roguelite <laughs> you know i know i know my brother is currently in the middle of playing that game and i I don't want to <laughs> spoil it. I for still haven't never... gotten
2: past the second area.
0: Yeah, so you're not even close. Um, yeah. But it's like, it's, I, yeah, it's weird. I never that got past the third area. It's weird that we can talk about a rogue like with spoilers. You know, that's not, yeah, uh, that's yeah. never happened before.
1: It's um, really the first narratively driven
0: roguelite. Yeah. I'm sure there are other that have had light elements, but like the story is a key component of this game. Um, so yeah, that, that first moment that you beat Hades is is like a top-notch, like, not only emotional story-wise, but, like, pure excitement for overcoming a challenge.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it just combines yeah. the two in such a satisfying way.
4: Like, the, who knows how many times you, people, you know, like, I think you said it was like 30 for me. 30 for you, Jeff. I yeah. think I was around, like, high 20s, thirty, you know, around 30. And, like, but there are people who could, like, by that point you kind of have an idea of maybe what's coming like it's cool how the story still like the story doesn't stop just because you haven't beat the last boss yet like there's still more story to go on to that and then i like i think it made that ending even more satisfying Hmm. knowing like having an idea of what was waiting but like still not really knowing and then the twist of uh, like that they add in there too, just yeah. like, Oh, Oh, okay. Was not expecting this. Yeah.
0: The reason to keep doing it. Yeah. Even after you beat it, it's like, okay, keep going. And you don't truly beat the game. You don't roll credits until you've beaten the final boss 10 times. And that moment. Al- really? Is, yeah. That moment is also really, really cool. But I think the first time that you, you beat it is just it. Cause you don't know what to expect. And it's so cool.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's awesome.
1: Cool. All right, anyone else? Sure. Um, I can't really, you mean like a new moment? Because I can't really speak to that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's my fucking Google Doc? I just had it up. Um, I have, I don't think that this one is going to go on our list, but I want to shout it out, and it's the twist of Bugsnax. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I I loved it. (laughs) It was
1: it was just it's like you kind of are expecting it the whole time, and then what happens? You're like,
0: "Holy shit!" Like, I mean, we were expecting something like that from since the trailer. Like, Adam has been saying that since we all watched that trailer the first time. Uh, Mm -hmm. but that yeah, that moment was pretty cool, especially when they start speaking in Latin. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I was like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) Yeah, dude, you didn't beat bug snacks, did you, t gun no uh, it gets weird okay. at the end
1: yeah does it yeah i'll leave it at that then um i just wanted to give it some recognition because i yeah. fucking loved it i don't think it's nearly as impactful as as maybe some of these other ones
0: yeah um, i don't see it being able to top in some of the other ones that we've already yeah mentioned.
1: exactly so that's really the the reason that i
0: definitely worth uh, bringing it up, it off. up yeah uh
1: the only other one that i have that i think is really in consideration is the ending of ori
0: Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, I haven't beaten that one yet. Derek, did you All beat right, Ori so in? I won't.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Uh, so <laughs> my problem is, is I'm not remembering it clearly where in comparison to some of these other things, I remember them so vividly. Yeah. It's like Ori was more about the gameplay experience and like that story beat at the end was like really cool and touching and I didn't expect it. But I just like... If I'm having trouble remembering it, it makes it difficult yeah. for me to want to consider it for best. And I think,
1: I think the main factor in that, too, is just how long ago I played it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Because I don't remember
1: it super well either, but I remember it being a really, really cool moment. Yeah. It was just so, something
0: I wasn't expecting, for sure.
1: So yeah. That was the only other thing that really stood out to me on my list.
0: Okay. Derek, do you have any other things on yours?
4: Uh, yeah, I had one more, didn't I?
3: Oh, God. Where'd it go?
4: (laughs) I guess I didn't.
0: Okay. T-Gun, do you have any other ones? Um, no, nothing really big. I mean,
2: like, a small one is, you know, my first victory on... Uh, Warzone, mm. and you like fly away the chopper and stuff, but like nothing. I, I feel like that that's really like the
0: same exact like I know, like uh, there were some places that we're talking about the year PUBG became big. Like oh yeah, getting yeah. a chicken dinner, and it's like been the same thing for every battle royale. That's just the same experience in a different game. It, it, you yeah, know? exactly. So it's like
2: I I really don't think I have anything big like
1: the other ones we talked about already. I okay. guess maybe the 2020 equivalent of that would be feeling the dual sense capabilities for the first time, but we can't we can't really equate that to like a particular game, maybe with the exception of Astro's Playroom. That's what I was just gonna say yeah. like maybe
2: first playing Astro's Playroom and just seeing exactly what the controller can do.
0: Yeah, I don't see. I don't know. I feel like taking. I've never been a fan of like Game of the Year things that give nods to thing that aren't actually aren't in games. the games yeah <laughs> like i was just watching uh did you complete- watch the completionist video yeah he's like the worst the worst game of 2020 is the game of trying to buy a new console and i'm just like okay like i get it but come on yeah uh i've never been a big fan of that um sure. so okay we have four written down here and it's set from i the-
1: left i left uh the rail gun off for now. But okay. it, from what we've talked about, it seems like well, it's either that or one of the things we mentioned from The Last of Us. And that's right? what I'm
0: thinking. I'm like, I feel like we're at the point now, unless you really want to fight for the Resident Evil 3 thing, I feel like we kinda have to duke it out and it's pick- pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I would have to watch it and, and I'm si- I'm searching it up right now. Okay. Um I don't know. Well let's let's narrow down a Last of Us moment then. So we had Sitting on the tractor, we had the conversation with Joel, and we had what was yours, Andrew?
1: Um, the first Ellie versus Abby fight in the yeah. theater. Yes. I, I'm
4: gonna I'm gonna immediately just hop on to uh Andrew's side because um I think it's great that it's a gameplay moment and not a story moment. I think,
1: but it's also a story moment. Yes, it's a story it both. Is
4: it is a memorable from a gameplay perspective too. And I think that is, uh, makes it better. All
0: right. So I just watched the, the clip of, uh, of take a fucking hint. And, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I know t <T-gon> really <laughs> likes it. Yeah, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm personally leaning more towards a, a last of us moment. And Derek, you were just saying that you, well, Okay. Let's narrow down the Last of Us moment, and then we can go back to arguing between Resident Evil Three and The Last of Us. So you two were both on the side of the the Ellie versus Abby fight. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that moment with Joel? Do you think it's just like? <sighs> I I think it's just
1: that fell a little flat to me because I think it muddles itself amongst a lot of poorly placed flashbacks.
0: Ha. I don't know, man. I, th- I feel like that moment helps sum up Ellie's blind, mo- rage motivation and like why she's so hellbent on revenge, all in that one scene. But I, I think I'm, I'm not gonna win this argument. And if both of you are siding towards that, and specifically because it's a gameplay moment, I like. I think yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to yield to you guys. I don't think I'm gonna be able to convince you, no matter how. Incredible, like that is the best storytelling moment in that whole game, I think. Hmm. However, I yeah, like I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to change your minds. So if we are going to go with the last of its moment, it sounds like the the first Ellie Abby fight is the one because that is like a a very jarring, memorable moment. Yeah, like and that. I think
1: I think the thing that stands out the most with that too is that you're playing as Abby when you do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so between that and Resident Evil, how are we feeling? Or is there any one of the other four that we have on here that we could want to take off?
1: I mean, I didn't get to that point in Hades, but I don't think I'm taking that away from you guys.
0: Yeah, um, I I think yeah, I, would choose...
2: I also didn't, but like I can just imagine how great and satisfying that was.
0: Yeah, the build up to that cuz like the whole game builds up to that one moment and it's such like yeah. a a relief and so, yeah, so satisfying i, think, I don't I think, think I all of those
1: yeah i can't really see getting rid of any of these four so it's just picking between last of us and resident evil so uh, how are you thinking derek uh i
4: think as cool as that re3 thing is you are just pressing forward and then the r2 button to make. you know it's it's
1: yeah, but it's the delivery and the animation and the and the build up in the game until that point is pretty cool because you're fighting Nemesis throughout the entirety of the game. Like the game literally starts with Nemesis busting through your wall.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, no, I didn't has, play,
2: Yeah. I didn't play Last of Us at all and so Yeah, so that Resident m- Evil 3. <laughs>
0: It's easier for T con to appreciate a video clip of a guy getting blown up than it is the nuance of that Ed- yeah, Ellie, obviously uh, yeah. Ellie Abby fight without playing the game. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm satisfied I, with either. So I'll let you guys. I think I'm kind of with Derek, and I'm kind of leaning more towards the Last of Us on, on this one, yeah. just because it's gameplay and it's so impactful and like has so much weight behind it. It gave me so much discomfort. But, like, in a good way? I don't know. Like, anticipatory yeah. discomfort. Exactly. Like, how is this going to play out? What the hell? Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. All right. Cool. So our five nominees for Best Moment is The Honey Bee and Dance from Final Fantasy VII Remake. The Final Haiku from Ghost of Tsushima. He's Our Spider-Man from Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, Beating Hades from Hades. And the first Abby versus Ellie fight from The Last of Us Part Two. Sweet. All right. Next category. Best new character. Ooh, baby. Philbo Fibble. Oh, Philbo man. Fiddle, Fiddle, Fiddle Buns? I have no <laughs> idea what his last name is. Uh, I feel like almost all of the, the Grumpuses. Philbo Fiddle Pie. All of the Grumpuses uh, from Bug Snacks could be on this list. But yeah. uh, again, I don't want it to all to be filled with everyone from one game and I think hands down Philbo is the best of all the Grumpuses. I agree. He's just your buddy. He loves you. He just want to make everyone happy. He's so good. <laughs> just watching him walk around with a hot dog on his head and he's all goofy and silly. Oh man, I love Philbo. Mm-hmm. So, uh Philbo's up there with one of my uh number 1 choices, I think. He's just so agree. lovable. Philbo's pretty fucking great. Derek, I'm okay with that one. Of all the grumpuses, if you had to pick a grumpus? Uh Yeah,
4: I feel like I would have to lean towards Philbo.
0: All right. So Philbo, uh, we'll put Philbo on the shortlist for now for sure. Uh yeah. He's just so goofy and funny. I love it. T-Ka, and who-
1: and there's a very like real and heavy side of his character.
0: Oh yeah, when you get to the end of that game, yeah. Oh, really? really? Oh, yeah. He, like, really opens up and, like, it really humanizes him. It's weird. I love it. Grump-
1: Grumpifies
0: Grump- him. him. grumpizes him. Grumpinizes. I like it. Tikhan, who is one of your favorite new characters from this year?
1: All right.
2: So, can we count Miles Morales? Because you only, like. See, I'm going <sighs> no. to say the thing with that.
0: I'm going to say no because he's introduced in. The first Spider-Man game. Yeah, but like he's not he a new character. For like five so, seconds. So, Ugh. so, so the 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 definition is the most captivating and unique character introduced to a game or series this year. So unfortunately, he wasn't introduced to a game or se- he was already part of the world.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. And that goes um, for almost all of I was, the Final yeah. Fantasy
0: VII characters too. With. The exception of my boy Chadley.
1: Chadley? I have Chadley on my fucking list, dude. <laughs> oh my god, Chadley.
0: Dude, Chadley uh, is so cool. He's like one of the only original characters in that game. Everyone else was from Final Fantasy VII original. Him and, uh, him and Roche. And Roche does do shit. That girl, uh, what, the girl with the puffy hat who runs uh, back yeah, yeah, to yeah. Earth's church. I don't remember her name. Yeah, something like that. She's kind of oh, but But Chadley's yeah. just so interesting. He's. He's so robotic and analytical about things. And then, surprise, he's Wait, act- isn't that because he's an android? He's actually a robot made by Hojo oh, yeah. to study yeah. Cloud, but then he he wants to take down Hojo. So it's just <laughs> such a cool <laughs> twist. And every time you see Chadley, you're just like, yeah, I love you. And he gets so perplexed when Cloud in his address. He's just, he gets so flustered he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh, yeah, Chadley's great. Um, I agree. Uh sorry was uh, there
2: well i mean i guess so like i started playing ghosts uh i really like Jin so far
1: i think Jin's great
2: Jin is yeah. great i don't think he's
0: uh, the best new character from that game though oh uh,
1: really um still I'm only in act 1 uh, and- because the correct answer is
0: Kenji. <laughs> the correct answer is Kenji. I don't know how you feel, Derek. Wait, you were actually going to say Kenji? I was 100% going to say Kenji. He's oh my a- god, that was a joke. No, Kenji's on my list of best new characters. Oh my god. <laughs> I love Kenji.
1: Don't get me wrong, I love Kenji, but I think that so many other characters in that game are we- are way better written.
0: That's fair, and but performed. I performed. Just- yeah,
4: I'm just- like Kenji is is great, but
1: like they are definitely better characters.
0: Fine, I'll give up the Kenji yeah. dream.
1: Don't get Don't get me fucking wrong, Jeff. Kenji's my favorite character from that game. <laughs> I think there are better characters in that game.
0: <laughs> All right, so so who do you think? Do you want? Do you think Jin?
1: I think probably either Jin, Lord Shimura, or um, or Kotenkan.
0: Hmm. What uh... about? What about Yuna?
1: Yuna's a good one
4: too. Yuna, yeah, Yuna is a good one. Uh, oh. Even, um,
0: oh, who's the archer? Uh, to, uh, well, I was gonna say or, Tomo.
4: Oh, yeah, is or, even um, Tomoy is a really interesting character. Or
0: uh,
1: Lady Adachi. Lady Adachi.
0: Oh man, that game is filled with. Co- What's the the monk's name?
1: Oh uh, yeah yeah uh, oh th- his arc is ridiculous. Yeah, his arc
0: was so good. Man, that game is filled with great characters. The overall story to that game is so like fine, but the characters are so incredible. Yeah, the characters are really good. So I don't know. Which of these are we feeling?
4: I I would personally, I think, uh go with Jin.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just that he sees the most like individual like fluctuation and growth over the course of the game, and he is uh Like a major player in all of those sub stories, you know? Mm. That, like, the characters would not have had the revelations they have if not for Jin. Right.
0: Yeah. I think he does, uh, it is a really good job of, like, the internal struggle of him wanting to be a samurai, but being, needing to face the fact that he needs to become more than a samurai for his people, even though that's, like, destroying all of the relationships he has. Yeah, I I could get behind Jin being here.
1: Yeah, it's like part of me wants to go against the mainstream and say like, no, we're gonna choose like the third listed character in this game. But there's really no getting around how good of a character Jin
0: is. Mm. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Olivia from Paper Mario and the Origami King. Okay. Derek. She's your partner. Yeah.
1: And she's your companion in that game, right? yeah Yeah.
0: she doesn't (laughs) she's not like playable in any sort of fashion she just follows you around but she is so naive and silly and she's just like she'll walk up to a big monster not knowing that it's a big monster that wants to eat her and it's just like has a try tries to have a conversation with it like hey how are you doing how's your day going (laughs) you have a lot of pointy folds there (laughs) And just like this <laughs> the silly shit that she she says and the situations she gets herself into. And it stinks cause I've Derek, you played that game, right? You played some of it. Yeah. And you got a sense to like understand like the character that Olivia was, right?
3: Right, right, yeah.
0: It's pretty great, right?
3: Oh yeah.
4: I mean it's definitely uh like has the charm of, of the she she's she's a Paper Mario character. She has some charm to her
3: mm.
0: I don't know. Do you think it's there's not enough there to to push her into an upper echelon? I don't know if I played enough of the game. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it's,
1: it's just that so many of these other characters that we're going to talk about are so well done. Yeah. By comparison.
0: That's fair. I just wanted to bring her up because she yeah. she probably made me smile more than any other character this year. Everything that they had that character say was just so. Know, dude. You sweet. know who's
1: made me smile a hell of a lot is Ichiban Casio.
0: Ichiban. Ichiban. <laughs> so Derek, have you been playing like a dragon? No, I
4: haven't started it yet.
0: Uh, uh, I'm, waiting,
4: I'm trying to finish Ori first and then I was gonna start it.
0: Gotcha. Uh yeah, Ichiban is pretty incredible. Yeah. He's like he's a gentleman thug. Mm-hmm. Like you know the gentleman thief archetype where it's like, oh I am I'm a high class man who steals from the rich and gives to the poor. Yeah, but he's the that, Robin Hood. Yeah, but he's like that, but he just beats the shit out of gangsters. <laughs> yeah, with a bat. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I, I yeah. Could...
1: Plus, like he might have lived a life, like you know, kind of aligning with the wrong side, but he has such a good moral code, and he sticks with it. Mm. Ichiban is so, I think, well realized, and uh, he's really well performed too. That's yeah. a completely that's a completely different category he, though.
0: He he's like one of the best like most feel good characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like
1: Yeah, he's so like he's not uh naive per se, but he's like No, he's pretty naive in a way.
0: He's very naive, but he's so genuine. Yeah, that's the more the word I was looking for. He's genuine and like
1: maybe he... innocent but also gritted.
0: Yeah. Uh I I'm looking forward to you guys being able to uh like Derek and I don't know if you have any in- intent on playing like a dragon Ticon, but he's he's what carries that game forward so hard. Like that game is great all around, but man, it's so satisfying to follow Ichiban's story and watch Ichiban as a character interact with the world. Quick uh, question, Jeff, are you playing sub or dub? I am playing dub. I never do anything sub.
2: Hey, me either <laughs> i'm playing i'm playing the
0: uh i'm playing with japanese voices
1: Gotcha. So. um all right do, I we, have... do we think ichiban is a strong contender or do i think you want to kind of get through some
0: tender
4: uh, what i heard he seems like a really strong contender
0: i don't know if we can put him on the li- list quite yet i mean I he's on my list of top five personally
1: me, mine as well. Alright, I'll put throw him, him on, on there as for now. like I'll put him on, yeah, just for now. Uh
0: the only person I put on my list right now is Skelly from Hades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Skelly was awesome. I love Skelly. He's just so casual uh and silly and he's so mysterious. Like he never tells you who hires him to put him there to for you just to beat the crap out of. And every time Zagreus is like, so you're just gonna stand here and let me beat you up until you die. And then respawn because you you're a skeleton from the underworld, and he's like, "Yeah, man, go ahead, do it." <laughs> yep, I'm getting paid plenty to do this. And he's just like, "What is happening? Who's paying you, Skelly?" <laughs> he just stands there and takes it. <laughs> yeah, and every conversation you have with him, he just like he gets super appreciative when you give him nectar, and then after you beat the game ten times and roll credits. You you can start to unlock statues. He makes statues of himself, and he <laughs> really he puts them in the corner by the door where you f- enter. Um, what's the first level of the underworld? Tartarus. Yeah. Tartarus you, yeah, the door where you enter Tartarus, like outside that room or the room where Skelly is in that bottom corner next to the door. There's just like the first time you see it, they have they have cloths over them, and then as you like perform specific tasks, he pulls the cloths off, and it's a statue of himself. <laughs> it's so it's so good um it's it's tricky with hades because all of those are they're all existing characters and i guess each of their portrayals can be pretty unique um <laughs> but they're all based on greek mythology already so it's kind of hard to want to yeah. give anyone a specific nod because the character the ideas and the like the the These mythos. are just new interpretations of those. Exactly, characters. but Skelly I think is wholly original, and he's just so silly it seems and fun. It. So, uh,
4: I, I would uh, my 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 vote from Hades was going to be Zagreus because I don't think he's been portrayed in a video game before.
0: I don't, but think he's so either.
1: existed elsewhere, right?
0: Yeah, Zagreus is a is the son of Hades in Greek mythology. Um, yeah, but he's never really just... talked about a lot. Like Thanatos is more so talked about because he's the god of, uh, he's basically like the Grim Reaper. Um, but like you never see anything about Zagreus, and I love Zagreus yeah. in this. Just his, the way he's portrayed, and he's so casual and nonchalant, but so passionate about the things. But he never loses his cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've always, I've always. In my entire time playing that game, I've always really loved Zagreus as a character, so I could get behind that, Derek, if we all want to agree that he uh, is original enough to be considered.
1: Uh, if if Miles Morales isn't, like, even if Miles Morales wasn't in the first Spider-Man game, I still wouldn't consider him, because he still existed in the comics. Huh. You know, because it's not an original character, it's
0: yeah, and, see, that's more so what I was leaning towards here originally. It's like best original character. Yeah, like we've Honestly, never seen any that's better any of version of this character before. Yeah, like Zagreus as a character exists technically in Greek Greek mythos, myth. which is basically
1: <laughs> like comics for the for the BC times. <laughs> BC <Yeah>. before comics.
0: <laughs> there, there you go, perfect. I love like um, it. So I don't know and i'm not necessarily i don't think based on how our list is already filling up i don't know if skelly makes the cut here but i think he's worth keeping in mind for now yeah
1: it does suck for games like spider-man and hades that pull from source material like that because the characters are so well done you want to give them recognition but it doesn't really fall in this category
0: Mm. uh what about the jellybean people from fall guys (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) They're so Uh, goofy.
1: Easy one. Abby from Last of Us.
0: Yeah. Is she a good character or is she just another piece of shit?
1: I mean, everyone in that game is a piece of shit.
0: (laughs) I would say Lev. That was pretty good, too. Of all of the Last of Us characters, all of the new ones, I think Lev is hands down the best one.
1: I guess I have Abby on my personal list, and yeah. the reason for that is because not only is she just well-written and well-performed, but it's the fact that like, progressing through her arc made me like her more than the perceived character I was going to be playing as in that game, and I think that's usually pretty hard to do. <laughs> And I, I know I you might not necessarily agree, you know, with that, but that's just how I took it personally.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Abby's definitely a complex character for sure. And I think definitely I would pick Abby over Ellie for sure. Plus besides the fact that Ellie is not a new character. Yeah. Um But what are you what are your thoughts, Derek? I so I was kinda also leaning left. Um,
4: As I was thinking about it, I was thinking about Abby, but then I was thinking about, well, I think Lev is a more interesting character. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, I didn't want to know more about Abby until, like, you meet Lev. And like he starts, like that's when I started liking that piece. Part of the game is like when you're going to the ho- like to the hospital with Lev.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think I just didn't latch on to Abby as much as you did, Andrew. I like, yeah, I, yeah. I think for you, Abby is like the standout factor of that game. And I, for me, I think she's just half of it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think if I had to pick between the two, I would, I would definitely go with Lev as the more interesting. Uh, more well developed character.
1: Okay. I can get behind
0: that. Okay.
1: Do we want to put Lev on our list? We still got two yeah, or three slots to fill. Uh
0: I think at this point, Ichiban's a lock.
1: Yeah, I'll just keep Ichiban
0: there. Then. Um, Tikon, was there any other new characters that you could think of?
2: Uh, I would have loved it to be V
1: from Cyberpunk, but
2: you know, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, Is there any. I mean, you guys no. talk highly of Pan Am, or and Johnny Silverhand. That's
1: just because everyone wants to fuck Pan M. Yeah, badass, though. Um, That's the I only reason. Just, I actually just met her in the game and then I stopped playing. But I mean, I. Uh, I... She's probably by far the most interesting side character I met. Oh, really? besides yeah even once you get past you know fuckability (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um,
1: then again i probably didn't meet a whole ton of side characters in the grand scheme of things i don't know that game's a mess yeah
2: uh
0: so you don't think there's any redeeming characters from cyberpunk
1: i mean it's not v it's not johnny silverhand I liked Jackie for how for how uh, I didn't like Jackie. Was. No, like I think Jackie? I think uh, Jackie is way too stereotypical.
0: Yeah, I I was just like, "When do I have to stop doing things with you?" <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like Jackie, which I think was part of the problem of like, "Oh yeah, he's your bro. You got to feel sad." And I was just like, "I I don't." <laughs> 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 just give me his motorcycle. I don't feel sad. <laughs> um Derek, what about Avor? Uh,
4: Avor is an interesting character.
3: Okay,
4: yeah, she, <laughs> is she captivating and unique? Yes, ish. Okay.
0: okay.
4: Yeah, I don't. There's no, there's no real characters yet that have really like captivated me in in that game. Besides, I guess Eivor. Um, did have you have you played any more of it at all?
0: I did some stuff in in London. Uh, I got to the area. I saved those two people. Um, at like what you build the longhouse. Yeah, and yeah. then I just started, uh, yeah. and you're like, "Yeah, just start doing stuff there for a little bit." And I didn't. I just started running around and exploring. <laughs> um, all right,
4: so I, I think there's there's a character thread that might intertwine. That kind of, basically, there's this character called, uh, oh, I can't remember the name now, but. That character, when that character was introduced, I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" But I haven't played more of the game yet to see if it's actually, uh, like goes somewhere with with that character, or if it's just uh, like a weird thing.
0: Gotcha. Um. So. So, so is uh, this the, last... the
1: only like the only one that I have like a big question about is Finn from miles Morales because like she's technically not the Finn from
0: the comics. Yeah. She is a different interpretation of that. Um, yeah,
1: but I don't know. I feel like it's more of a gray area than the other ones. It is
0: a bit of a gray area and, and I feel like she's definitely not the strongest character in that game. And then I feel like we're just throwing her in just to get representation from that game. You'd, really? I think you know? she was really well done. I think she was really well done, but like I thought Miles was incredible. I thought Genki was incredible.
1: Well, yeah, I just think all the characters in that game are fucking incredible. So. Yeah, <laughs> and it just
0: gets tricky because it's all... It's all... Treaded already because it's Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, okay. So, is the... Is the Chadley? Common, I was going to say, is the common denominator here Chadley? <laughs> What about,
1: fucking, what about I mean, motherfucking Quolok, the big do. friendly frog?
0: Quolok. Oh, Quolok's cool, but like... Mm. Uh, no,
1: that's, that one's just a nod. I the other, What about Roche?
0: That. Roche doesn't do anything, though. He doesn't, but he's crazy. He's crazy! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Is it Chadley? For the like
1: five it, minutes it, that he's I in feel the game. Like, I mean, how averse yeah. are we to nominating multiple characters from other games?
0: like i i could put another
1: i could put another bug snack character i could put another see ghost i feel Shima like all character. the
0: grumpuses are fulfilling a same thing like a same general concept but i could definitely see another yeah, ghost... an example but sure yeah i can see another ghost character here i think it's either chadley or another ghost character like yuna or something
1: uh, chadley is super great but i think another ghost character is probably more deserving
0: I don't know. What do you think, Derek? But I, I under, but I, cool. I, under, I yeah, understand I,
1: if you want to go with Chadley.
0: I kind of am leaning Chadley.
1: Let's just fucking do All it. All right, fucking let's, let's do we gotta, it. We gotta, we gotta get through this list eventually.
0: <laughs> All right, best new character: Philbo. That was what we, oh, never mind. Philbo Fiddlepie of uh, Bugsnax. Jin Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima. Lev from The Last of Us Part Two. Chadley from Final Fantasy VII Remake. And Ichiban Kasuga from. Yakuza, like a dragon. Uh, okay. Best performance. Oh, baby. Uh, I feel like, obviously, the, the more AAA games here are going to be a little bit more likely to have. Yep. Um, So, I think let's start with kind of the biggest game, which is The Last of Us. Uh-huh. Abby? Yeah. Laura Bailey? Yeah. Absolutely,
3: over yeah. Ellie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. What about Joel? He's not in it a ton, but the scenes he are he's in. He fucking humanizes Joel. Uh, what's his name? What's that actor's name? Jet. Nolan North. Nolan North. No, that's, no, that's Troy, Troy Baker. Troy, Troy Baker. He humanizes that's Joel a in a, a way in this game that like Joel didn't have those emotions in the first game. Joel was a cold-hearted like logical person in the first game and in this game those few golden scenes that we get with him. He's so good at conveying simple deep emotions in like minimal movement and gestures and body language. Do you know what I'm getting at?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I I do get what you're getting at.
0: Like his performance in those few key scenes, like especially that one with Ellie, where he like he gets at the end of the game where he gets choked up, that moment choked me up so
3: much, yeah
0: is i I don't know man i' we can keep going for like other other people, other characters and actors, but I wanna keep Joel kind of in in i going. I would
4: keep him on the short list, yeah,
0: okay. all right, yeah, yeah. I would honestly choose him over Laura Bailey, but if you wanted to really fight me on it, I would I could easily give you Laura Bailey. But I think of anyone in The Last of Us, I think um It's one of those two, right? It, yeah, but I would personally lean towards Joel. Um We'll
1: we'll circle back. Yeah, sure. Um Najee Jeter as Miles.
0: Oh, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think there's does anyone I have, have no any idea consent? what his
2: name was, but I was just gonna say Miles. Yeah, does yeah, ab- such a good job.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think the most standout performance in Final Fantasy VII remake was Brianna White as Aerith. You know, okay. I was
2: just thinking
1: Aerith. I think I have I have Cody Christian for Cloud just I, because he's like literally he's Cloud's perfect voice actor.
0: Yeah, I was gonna agree. I think he nails Cloud. He it's like, and the way like Cloud in the original game was he had no emotion. But he gives Cloud the perfect amount of emotion. Yeah, it's and like, like mm-hmm.
1: it's like if twenty years ago I played Final Fantasy VII and I imagined Cloud's voice, like that would have been it. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: and he just pulls off that slight cockiness, but with like a little bit of caring for the people around him. He he does a really really good job. Yeah, he,
3: he re- but He's also very uh,
1: reserved too.
2: Definitely can tell. Like deep down, and he really does care about the people as much as he tries to act like he doesn't care about anything. And you can,
0: he he shows that really well.
1: Yeah. Mm. So, but you were going to say Aerith before that?
0: Yeah, Brianna White is Aerith. I think she does a good job, especially that like higher level of awareness of like the greater story of um, a Final Fantasy VII remake. (laughs) And she turned like goes from being like, kind of lightheaded, ditzy, unaware to like super serious. I have a deep understanding of everything in the universe and like is able to bounce back and forth between the two. So, well, mm-hmm. so, but to- I don't know, but to- I, I was also kind of thinking her before you said I feel it. like in that, those are like the two outstanding from that game. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm pretty evenly split between the two. So I don't know if Andrew or Derek have are like leaning a specific way between those two. <sighs>
1: i personally lean towards cody christian just because of the reasons i stated
0: do you have any thoughts derek uh i
4: didn't really think the acting was all that great in that game so mm-hmm. i don't know if i really have an opinion interesting <laughs> all right it nothing it, nothing just stood out to me as as like great performances
0: okay interesting um so i guess we'll we'll put just those two Final fantasy characters on the back burner for now okay if Derek's not feeling super strong about it as a whole what about um I think Ichiban is great but I don't think he's doing any he's just a hype man the whole game
1: I've I have heard that the I've heard that his English voice actor does a really good job
0: yeah like he does incredible but I feel like he's just a hype man he doesn't have like a good range like he he goes from being a super loud hype man to like a quiet inspirational hype man,
1: but isn't that what Ichiban is?
0: That is what Ichiban is. But I think it's it's more interesting to see someone who can do a diff- like a wide range, and really tap into some deeper emotions than I think is being achieved with Ichiban. If that but makes... is that at fault well, of the performance I mean...
4: or at fault of the writing? Like <sighs> if it could Ichiban, it could also be.
0: Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead, Andrew. Uh,
1: I was gonna say it could also be fault that we haven't finished that game.
0: It is. I don't know where it yeah. goes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel about it, Andrew? Because you're the I only don't, one. Who's
1: got... I. I've. I mean, I've played the Japanese version, so I don't mm. know how. I can't really speak to the English version, uh, which is the only one I've heard praised for. Yeah. Um. You know, as an avid anime watcher, and I, ninety-nine percent of the time, watch the the sub version um you know a lot of japanese voice actors are very they're they're very good at their jobs and they perform the characters well but as a native english speaker it all feels kind of samey to me mm. um yeah so i it's don't really know i don't really speak. know how comfortable i am saying that a japanese voice performance is better than others
0: yeah that's fair.
1: Uh, so yeah i can't I really know. speak to
3: it
0: i guess we'll table ichiban for now um, the only other person I have on my list is Zagreus. I think almost everyone in that game does a f- phenomenal job, but specifically Zagreus's tone and his, like, his calmness as he speaks, his, mm-hmm. his voice is so soothing and, yeah. and he never gets angry, but you can tell he's upset. He, you get, like... He's angry about something and he conveys it well without just being generic video game screaming angry about something.
4: There's a lot of and subtleties that's, in that's, his voice. That is what yeah. it is. It's he's,
0: yeah. he's able to express his feelings in such a subtle but accurate way that I was so impressed with all of his line delivery throughout the entire game. I loved listening to Zagreus speak. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I could easily have have him... A heavy yeah. contender for me, I can give you that one.
4: I he's yeah. one of my. Um, I would say he's one of my top, as
0: well. Okay, yeah. So, we can throw him on there. Cool. Uh, Darren Corb is his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Uh, um,
1: I have one that I think is a, a strong contender, and it's Sandra San as Kamala Khan in Marvel's Avengers. Easily the like diamond within the rough of that game. Okay, is her is her performance.
0: I think that's something Uh, I could get behind. Everything, all the promotional stuff that I've seen is, like, super positive, uh, or, like, I'm really enjoying all of the enthusiasm and excitement that that character brought. Yeah,
1: it's definitely a character type that we've seen before, but she just plays it so well, and it's... She carries that game for, you know, lack of a better term, her and Troy Baker as, um... as Bruce Banner. Mm. Um... But the Hulk, like all of the other Marvel characters, are people we've already seen in movies. Whereas Sandra San or Kamala Khan is the new face to kind of this cinematic take. Um, yeah. So I think she's well deserving.
0: I could easily. I, know, yeah, I could. I know none of you guys played that. So. No, no, no. I could. I could have that on this list easily. I think. Yeah. Sure. I don't, how do you feel there?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, from what from what I played of the game, uh, Kamala at least, like that she was an interesting character, and and the I've heard I've only heard good things about like the story in that game, so that makes me think that the you know the performance probably is very good. It's just the gameplay that sucks.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> is there anyone in Ghost of Tsushima who you would give performance for?
4: So I thought the performance of Jin was very good, but mm-hmm. I also played in Japanese. So,
0: uh, so we that same <laughs> issue with point. Andrew and Ichiban. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought the American one was it was it was fine. It didn't wow me. I don't think any of the performances in Ghost of Tsushima wowed me. And I think maybe if I played it with the Japanese voice on, it would have it would have like felt more natural. I don't know if it's just like think... the English over the like the Japanese mm-hmm. lore in world and storytelling
1: yeah i think part of it is the animation too because i think the individual voice performances are good but the animations in the game don't really get to reflect the nuance of the emotion that's displayed Mm. you know yeah no i think
3: they're they're
0: serviceable (laughs) but yeah um okay is there anything else that you guys can think of? Any specific characters come to mind?
1: Um, I would say maybe like Jill from Resident Evil, but also not really.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's kind of over-the-top campy. Yeah. I I really like the guy who
4: plays, um, what's his name? In Doom Eternal? Uh
1: uh hayden
4: hayden i really like he's just so his delivery it especially in the like in this game and 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 uh the original like i was bummed when i thought he wasn't going to be in it and then when it turns out he is uh i was i was like thank god because like he is such <laughs> he, he yeah he does a great job with that character um i yeah It's just one I personally really enjoy. I love the sound of his voice.
0: Hmm. I'm not familiar with him at all, so I wouldn't be able to have a say. Yeah, I
1: know. I know who he's talking about, and he's definitely like. I mean, he's one of the only characters in that game. It's one of the
4: only voice characters in the. He's Uh,
1: more of like a. He's kind of like the badass version of Wheatley in a way.
0: I fucking love Wheatley. Oh man. Uh, so. Derek, you were saying with um with the guy who plays Zagreus that it's his subtlety is where he excels. And I get a similar vibe with Cloud. Okay. I, I feel like the subtleness of his performance as Cloud really carries that as like a it's the subtleties that take him from being a stiff, boring character to seeing that he has emotions and is like Confused about that, you know, mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. it humanizes him in a way that he wasn't in the original game. And I think now that you we've talked about it more, I'm definitely leaning more towards Cloud than, Aerith, quote uh, Cody over Brianna. Yeah. So, but I think over that, I would, I personally would love to see. Joel on this list um, Not Nolan North Troy <laughs> Baker Troy, uh, Yeah, Troy Baker um, Nolan, Nolan Baker No, Troy North uh, I don't know, how do you guys do? Because we only have one slot left and I feel like we've basically exhausted kind of all of our the ones that we'd want to talk about right? There's no one else that yeah. anyone's thinking of
1: No, I think it's it's probably between Troy Baker and Cody Christian
0: um so how do you, I'm curious as to how you guys feel about that
2: I mean I didn't play Last of Us so I'm obviously going to pick um Cody as Cloud Yeah but like I also absolutely loved him as Cloud thought he was perfect and the things that game made me feel I haven't a game hasn't made me feel like that in a very long time
3: mm. Yeah
1: I think I think Troy Baker does a really, really good job as Joel. But he also already did a good job as Joel in Last of Us.
0: See, I and, think his performance and, in this is so different than the first game though.
1: But even even with that, Joel is still in a an original character to that game, whereas Cloud is an existing character, and I think it's even harder for them to nail to like nail a voice actor so perfectly for an existing character where everybody has a preconceived notion of what he should be. <sighs>
0: I don't know, you know? dude. Because like, there's already been voice acted versions of Cloud, like in Advent Children. So yeah, I think, they I bad. think, no, it's fine. It's Is totally, it? I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen I, it. it's not nearly as good as this, but it's definitely I still fine. see that. I don't know, dude. Just the level of depth and emotion that you get from fucking, uh, not Nolan North, no, no, Troy <laughs> Baker, Baker. It's. It's insane to me, like the he has. We've been talking about subtlety and expressing emotion through subtlety, and I thought no one did it better this year than those couple of scenes with Joel in The Last of Us Part Two.
4: I would lean more towards Joel than Clout
0: personally. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you're how you're feeling, Andrew.
1: Yeah, I mean, like. Joel didn't really stand out to me personally in this game, but I obviously see where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. It's tough. It is tough.
1: They're both they're both really good.
0: I would get rid of Laura Bailey and put both of Cloud and Joel on, but See,
1: I, I, I wouldn't get rid
4: of Laura Bailey for for Joel. Neither <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> would I.
0: For Joel? Alright. So So should we just commit to the Cloud voice actor then? Because I know t is fighting very hard for him. Andrew, you're leaning more towards him. Yeah. Can let's we- do it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. All, day. all okay. right. Go with uh Cody. What's his face? Okay. All right. So let's do one more category for this episode. Uh, We're going to split it right down the middle. This is first year doing Game of the Year stuff, so we're getting a sense of how our process kind of works. Well, um, do
1: you want to sneak in best multiplayer since I think we can probably snap that out? Do
0: yeah, you want to do, do that one?
1: Yeah, here we go. Right. Ready? Valorant. Yes. Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, Fall Guys. Fall
4: Guys, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> the game, hang on, the, the multiplayer thing is the game which offered the most dynamic and varied multiplayer or co-op experience. Yeah, so Valorant, Ghosts. Fall guys. Fall guys.
1: Um Warzone.
0: Warzone, Warzone was good. really good. It's a pretty good multiplayer. So um, I will say Black Crucible? Ops just
2: recently just <laughs> oh, recently put in Prop Hunt and dear God. Uh, granted it's from like Gary's mod and TF two, but they put their own version of Prop Hunt. It's so much fun. I've been playing it a ton with like my brother. I don't know and what that in. is. So, there's, like, two teams. One team is hunting, the other team is props. So, they're, like, a fence, a traffic cone. They could be, like like, a little pigeon statue. And the props go and hide throughout the map. And then the other people have to find them and shoot them. And you can change two times you can create decoys to like throw them off and there's like you have like 4 minutes to find all the props and if you find all the props the hunters win if you don't the props win and it's just so fun and goofy because you'll be like a traffic cone running around and then all of a sudden like you'll change and then you're a big pile of steel i-beams
0: interesting it's
2: so it's like so fun and goofy and it's it's great Huh. Uh, and there's zombies is pretty decently okay too. Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know. I the I mean the one I would personally go with from here is golf with your friends because I played a shit ton of that game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that came I out mean,
1: this year. It saw its official release this year. Yeah. Gotcha. I was going to say heard people heard talking that. about that. Yeah, I played it in early access.
0: What about uh, that Worms Battle Royale game that just came out? Oh, the one that was free on PS Plus? I didn't yeah, play nah, it
1: yet. I haven't played it. I heard it's Neither pretty by. good. Well, it's on PS Plus. What are we doing?
0: <laughs> See, I think this is why we excluded multiplayer. Yeah, there's three or four great ones, but like we're screwing. I think Golf With Your Friends different... is great. All right, Golf With Your Friends. Throw it on there.
4: Yeah. I won't. I was going to say Warzone shouldn't count, but I will not put it in there. because it... I won't say that because it'll uh, complicate Cause it... things even more. <laughs> They'll have to go find another one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this is why we had chosen to exclude it. Originally, but that's okay. But I think this is a pretty good list. This is a pretty good list. (laughs) All right. Do we want to do one more category?
1: Yeah.
4: Would you not consider Legends of Runeterra multiplayer? I mean. Oh yeah,
1: Legends of Runeterra. So that over Warzone?
4: Yeah, get rid of (laughs) Warzone. Yeah, Warzone. Warzone is just a mode for modern warfare, which came
0: out last year. Yeah, it's an okay battle royale. It's it's fun. It's great,
1: but it's. I don't think I, don't I didn't think did really out. I didn't really consider Legends of Runeterra because it's like you're playing against people. It's still a like, multiplayer. I, yeah, I know. I only played against <laughs> Jeff a handful of times though. I, when I when I think of stuff like this, I think about like games I play with my friends. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can but, play Valorant yeah, without your friends. It's still a multiplayer. Yeah, game. but I
1: never did. I did.
0: I, I did. Yeah. yeah. Either way, this is fine. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. The last one we're gonna do tonight is best writing cool okay Okay, cool yeah so best writing which is different than best narrative they're two very different things the most well articulated writing that enhances character interaction and dialogue or is relevant to and expands the lore anyone want to start okay hades yep yep 100 i
2: like loved talking i granted i didn't beat the game yet but i loved talking to everybody and like i've already always liked greek mythology but like it was just great just talking to everybody and listening to what they had to say and
0: yeah i'm, I'm 100 with you on that that's I'm like, not even gonna fight you on no contention All All right, Cool.
4: so i haven't played a ton of this yet i've maybe put in three or four hours but immortals phoenix rising has pretty great writing uh hmm, really?
2: <laughs> I, I, how is that game
4: uh, it is, my opinion so far is it's an RPG
0: for kids, uh, but the writing <laughs> is hilarious. Really? I heard it's pretty painful, but I guess no. the, yeah. the people that said that, that I've heard that says it's painful are curmudgeoning old men, so. Yeah, no, uh, for, my, for my
4: opinion, I feel like I'm playing like a kid's TV show and there's like some adult humor splinter, splintered throughout and it's like kind of funny from time to time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The back and forth between Prometheus and Zeus is pretty entertaining. Um, but we can we can throw it on the back burner since I've only played yeah. it for four hours.
0: <laughs> uh, Derek, what about Paper Mario? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would
4: I would throw Paper Mario up there. The I writing think, in that game is very good.
0: I think that's it's the cool, best. Really thing that funny. Game did. It's. Did you play it, T-Con? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, he's, it, he's. But I played it.
4: <laughs> a little green square.
0: Yeah, he does have a green square. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. game is hysterical. It's some it really of the is. funniest thing, And like, every interaction you have with a toad that you just find hidden in the world, oh every God. single one is either a pun <laughs> or a joke yeah. about where they are. That game is so fun. That's the best, most redeeming part of that game. And it's the only thing that made me want to keep playing it was the writing. Because I got bored with the combat after a while. But yeah. God, it's so funny. <laughs> Alright, what else? Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 7? Do we think that has good writing?
3: <laughs>
0: I think it's, I think its writing is fine. I think it's fine. I don't think it's doing anything stand out.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of that game that's like pretty cliche too.
0: Mm, I think there's some real awkward dialogue moments. That too, especially any of the non like main character stuff. Like when you have just interactions with one off characters, it yeah it feels weird sometimes you know like some of the kids when you're in sector eight yeah like like a lot of that feels bad it feels
4: like final fantasy (laughs) yeah i i I
0: don't know if i could say it has best writing because like none of the individual like there are moments there are definitely really good moments like Mm -hmm. like the cloud nailed it line as like that's good writing or or when barrett's going off about he's like i hear the planet dying and cloud says do you really hear that then you need help like that that's good writing uh but i think there's a lot of in between stuff that can be even cringeworthy at times just like with some of the non like the super minor characters um so it's something i'm willing to consider but like There's a lot of other things I want to talk about first before it would go on the list. Mm. One of those things is Bugsnax. Let's talk Mm, about Bugsnax. Bugsnax Bugsnax is another... It's like a Paper Mario level of so funny and clever.
1: And And also very deep. Exactly what we're... Uh. It it
4: enhances character interaction and dialogue.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's like... Similar it to Paper Mario. Lawyer. Similar similar <laughs> yeah. Similar to Paper Mario, the interactions and the writing of the characters is the only thing that drove me through that game. It's the only redeeming quality. <laughs> that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> it's the biggest redeeming quality. That's true. <laughs> uh yeah, that that's another one where it's just so funny. All all of the characters are so well fleshed out and everything that they say is very much like the theme of that character Mm -hmm. i think they do all of their characters justice yeah
1: but they all have real emotions outside of their tropes it's it's exactly
0: when you get them one-on-one and they like start showing their emotions as opposed to just being dumb goofballs Mm -hmm. it all gets really interesting and then yeah all the crazy stuff at the end of the game too is so funny yeah um okay who else has some thoughts
1: uh i think spider-man miles morales all the Fucking characters in that game are super well well written. Yeah, I would also agree. Yeah,
0: I yeah. Would agree as well. I, I can get behind that for sure. All of the like, whenever Miles is doing stuff with uh, the, the music sounds that his uncle left, or uh, the science projects, or the artifacts that he left over uh, across Harlem with uh, what's her name? Finn. With Finn, uh, like all of the stuff, yeah. like the stuff that Miles says to himself when he finds that is just so I. Th- it's so well written. Oh, <laughs> weird. Uh, hmm. I, I think it just does a really good job of fleshing out the character in the world and like, it makes it feel lived. Yeah, it in, definitely
2: which... adds like a lot of depth to him.
0: Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Um, How about Yakuza? I know Andrew, you're the only other yeah. person who's played it and it's, I feel like it probably comes across a little bit less when you're playing in Japanese.
1: I mean not really cuz I'm only reading. <laughs> I guess that's true. but but I don't I don't know
0: if things are like have different translations and localization. Oh, uh, I guess. Yeah, I don't so know. So there's there's there no way for us actually... to compare that uh, at this moment. I wonder. I mean the
4: subtitles would be the same as like the subtitles wouldn't change.
0: I guess yeah, the localization of the subtitles would be the same thing. Yeah, I guess, they, not necessarily. They might have to change the way they phrase things to make it fit within a certain amount of time. But then
4: why wouldn't they just have the... act? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, I don't think there should be
2: a difference, but...
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, Either way, the differences can't be so far removed from each other that it would make it two separate experiences.
3: Mm.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't see it having any detriment to the writing.
0: Uh so what what are your thoughts? I I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's I don't know if it's super standout. I think a lot of the best stuff are some of the things you're reading in submenus in that game. Hmm. A lot of the stuff I feel like you're reading is some of the best stuff that like really expands that's, the goofy but, world and the mind hey Jeff, of Ichiban. In uh, order
1: to read something it has to be written.
0: I know. And I'm saying like I think that half is really good. And I don't know if the writing of what the characters are saying is as great. I, I think Ijiban's stuff is really good when he's mm-hmm. like going off on tangents about...
1: Some of the stuff for the other characters throughout the story gets pretty heavy too.
0: Gotcha. Um, so I don't know. Do you think it's a, a contender?
1: Um, I wouldn't be so quick to say that it is. But That's kind of how I'm feeling it's like, too. But I think if we can't pick another game, then that is, like, my de facto, like, yeah, pick it.
0: That's kind of where I'm leaning. It's like, it's good, but is there anything else? Maybe Ghost? What about Last of Us? Is the writing in The Last of Us good?
4: Yes. I think if you look at it from a one character interaction dialogue point, and then also uh, like, Expanding the lore point where if you read the like when you read actually,
1: yeah, no, I think it's the last of us, hands throughout
4: the the world, like it's pretty
1: good. Yeah, I I forgot, I forgot about all the shit you pick up that you that I just sat and read. Like, yeah, I think it's that for sure.
0: Yeah, (laughs) the more that we're talking about it, I think the big honestly, I think the writing of Ellie's character is probably the worst part of that game, Mm -hmm. writing wise, it's just like. Oh fucking, ah, fuck, you know, and just like, that's what Ellie's yeah, character hi, is.
1: Hi, my name is Ellie. Fuck you. Yeah. That's basically it. That's all it cons- she does.
0: And considering that's like at the front of the game for the first 10, 15 hours, it's hard to look past that. But once you do, and like you're saying, you get into the nuances of Abby and Joel and even Jesse. And Dino, are, like, yeah, all of nah, the characters. Jesse,
1: Jesse's not a character. Jesse sucks.
0: <laughs> uh see, I think all of, like the the sly like Han Solo vibe shit that he's doing in the beginning of the game. I think all that's really interesting and cool.
1: Uh, I think it's irrelevant.
0: <laughs> it is. It's entirely <laughs> irrelevant. But like, it's, it's an irrelevant I think it's more interesting than Ellie. And but the biggest stuff is all the writing and all the stuff that expands the world. Uh, so yeah. I think it's definitely The Last of Us. I agree. Tigon, did you have any anything you wanted to say before we lock these five in? Is there anything that you're like it's an injustice that this isn't here? No,
2: no, I don't think so. I'm I'm pretty good with those.
0: Okay, all right. Then our five nominees for best writing are Hades, Paper Mario and the Origami King, Bug Snacks, Spider Man Miles Morales, and The Last of Us Part Two. Whew. okay, gentlemen. Wow. We are halfway done. <laughs> a full Jesus podcast, Christ. and we're only halfway done. And it halfway felt there. it felt like it was only fifteen minutes. But at the last, it was two and a half hours. <sighs> yeah. All right. Uh well, I guess this wraps up this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Look in your feed. Hopefully, uh in the next day or two we'll have the next episode where we go through the rest of the categories come up with nominees uh but yeah for now we are finn